Hi. Welcome to the First Aid Outdoors podcast. And I just can't live without you. Listen to me. Every time. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> it's true, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can be one cunt. It's true. It's anyway. true. All the good cunts I grew up with moved away. Mm. Oh, I thought you were talking about yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you might as well throw me in the mix. <laughs> so when are we starting? It's already started. Oh. <laughs> so you dropped a few C-bombs already. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to. I didn't know we were recording. <laughs> 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 Proper wine anymore. Um, yeah, so the boys just come back through from Cape York. What's that spot? <laughs> spot X. <laughs> I think it's near Weeper. Nanya. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all the red dirt come from. Weeper. Um, good trip? Very good trip. Very good trip. The weather wasn't the best, but... Yeah, stormy. it was um, very stormy and... Fuck, you do stink, actually. Yeah. I didn't realise it was just now, It was, yeah. <laughs> we were out on the boat a couple of days. It only took one or two days to start stinking up. And he's into me about smelling <laughs> like a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because, you know how you get used to your own smell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, that noticed it. Pot calling the kettle black, eh, for real. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> It's only a 17-foot boat, but we're like both at opposite ends the whole time. <laughs> just trying to get away from each other. You still smell each other in the opposite way. The yeah. wind is going. <laughs> just wafting up. How many days up there? Four. No. Not enough. Three. Not enough. Is Not a short enough. Answer. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. uh, what did we get there? We got there Friday, launched at, um, just before lunch, got over there, set up at lunchtime. Yeah. Got out for fish. Actually, we got there much earlier than what I thought or anticipated. And then um, fished Friday afternoon. All day Saturday on the outer. I uh, started with a bit of rain Saturday morning, didn't we? Yeah, straight up. Yep. So yep. we got we got to know the weather for North Queensland very well, real quick. And Windy then, or just rain? No, it was just rain on Saturday. It was ended up being a glass out, yep. hot and stinky, you know, mm. literally stinky. Yep. And then Sunday morning woke up to a hell of a lot of rain. Um, and then a massive storm front come over. It looked one of those, you know, big... Lightning and black. Yeah, and just one of those big round clouds yeah. with the mushroomy looking thing on the end of it and black as. But um, it just, it was coming over and so it was like where we were going to go for a jig. But then it just dis- disappeared. Dis- disappeared. Yeah. Just yeah, it did. didn't even do anything. But it looked so bad though. But then we fished all day Sunday. Well, Mick was throwing a fly around before the storm hit. Mm. It was smoked by a big blue bastard. Mm. Yeah, so it was weird because on one side of the like horizon was just completely black, like midnight coming. And then yep. on the little sand spit that I was like at the end of the island we camped on was like pure, it was like standing in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it was so weird looking one way, thinking you're in the Bahamas, turn around, like yep. you're just about, yeah, it's ridiculous. And you just camped on the beach or whatever. Yeah. 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 It was good. It was really good. Like, we pushed hard as hell. We left Brizzy, like, early hours of the morning. We pushed as hard as we could the first night. Mm. 20 hours um, to start with. Yeah, got a couple of hours sleep, then up and at them again. Got to the zone to put in, yeah, like Benny said, a couple of hours early, which was good because it yep. got us out there. 
and then we were able to set up camp pretty quickly and then ended up the first afternoon like we've been talking about it for ages we've had this big goal in australia to land a giant like a big big gt on fly yeah um i've seen a few on the flats benny's seen a few on the flats but we've never really been in a position to actually be there to execute it yep so we just sort of we took the hooks off um, some small stick baits and went around the bombies and tried to charge them up and get yep. some shots at it like that man it was the most fun <coughs> 90 minutes of fishing that i've had i think in recent memory i was giggling like a fucking <laughs> school girl i was yelling out like i yep. had a youtube channel it was ridiculous <laughs> man <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was so fucking fun though. He goes, oh, I'm going to sound like an absolute kook. I said, yeah, but you won't even hear you over the top of me. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not true. Because I was carrying on like a lunatic. Oh man. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. Like we drove past these bombies and uh, it was oil slick conditions pretty mm. much, but the tides were pretty shit yeah. like, in terms of top water stuff. Like we just pretty jumped much. on a weather window. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, the tides weren't that great. There wasn't much run in the morning tides and the afternoon tide was a little bit bigger, but... Yep. Yeah, we just... I think Benny spotted our school of fuses. We were like, yeah, let's go for it. We'll have a crack. First school that we found with the hookless stick bait just started the mayhem. It was yeah, just right. pack attack, airborne strikes, yep. fucking... And hooked a heap. Yeah, hooked a bunch of them. Like, it took a little while to get to get it right, get the technique right. Yep. And one and they weren't hitting a big white flyer, changed to a black and purple one. First cast, Bang. giant. Yeah, right. And it absolutely folded me, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was crazy. Like I couldn't believe it. It just come in, perfect cast. You could just see its mouth go <laughs> and like just yes. took it oh. and then straight down into a bomby. Like I'm trying to get it up, it went and we had to circle the boat around, let off a bit of tension, it swam out, yeah. came up again and then just ended up just wearing through the leader. Yeah, right. Yeah, like it sort of like bit off on yeah. the loop. Right. So yeah, but, and then that just started it. We hooked probably, what do you reckon, three or four decent ones. Mm, at least. Yeah, and then after 90 minutes I was cooked, like I was, I was right. done with it just from casting the 12 weight. So yep. we swapped over, Benny ended up getting Getting a nice little GT and what was the smallest one that yeah, smallest yeah. one that struck out of all on the twelve way is like polling in a bass yeah <laughs> but there was some pretty big fish in there like yeah. sort of 20, 25 kilos maybe even bigger sharky mackerel too yeah oh. yeah, yeah fly. how about that yeah. Fly. Yeah. what on the copper fly random cast too I think it was wasn't yeah, it had a bombing smoked it yeah didn't yeah. tease it in or anything just went yeah. woof <laughs> scared the shit out didn't of snip you either pretty good mm. size too actually yeah, right. yeah it's pretty cool mm. so that was a good that was a good start to the Arvo. And then, um, yeah, I think we just bounced back into camp eh, and sweated mm. our ring out for oh, the night. Oh, so hot. Yeah, it would have been hot. It always is. It's crazy. Swags, eh? Yeah. Uh, no, we're sleeping in, just taking little air mattresses up. And, like Mozzie uh, Dome or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. that Mozzie, exactly like your, those little one-man tents. Yeah. yeah. You had that talk. Yep. Yeah. The, um, yeah, poor, poor old Mick, I'd stitched him up, we'd give him the... Give him the air mattress, <laughs> and I had two air mattresses in my in my um in my tent, and um, all I could hear like during the night was like, ah shit, and you. And he's blowing up his air mattress all night. He must have been like he was sleeping on a tally yeah. like, We got to, got to got to about two o'clock in the morning, and I was like. Oh, I've got two mattresses here. I better spare this one. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? Because that air mattress keep going down. He's like, yeah, it does. And I was like, man, I've got two here. Grab this one, I. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Tally uh, probably would have been more comfortable. Yeah. To be honest. Fuck, it was rough. It was yeah. crook. It's so probably rough camping, but you've yeah. got to do it. And it, you just can't carry that much gear out there, like no. a 70 foot boat. And yeah. When you're carrying fuel and water and all that sort of stuff, mm. I like a bit, of, a bit of like a policeman on the gear when, you, when you're putting gear in the boat yeah. and putting the eye over it, just making yeah. sure we're staying as light as possible. Mm. Especially when you get weather, turn up. You got to pack up quick or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and you got to pack up quick. Plus, you just don't want to be carrying too much weight when you get a bit of weather on you. Yeah, and it is hard on you too. Like it's physically demanding mm. those kind of trips, but it's kind it's good that you keep stuff light and kind of like push yourself a bit and be yeah. a bit mm. fucking yeah. way out of your comfort zone. Yeah. It's a good thing to do for everyone. Everyone should do that. At the end of the day, you don't need that much. Though. You don't need fuck all, and you really appreciate when you come home. Yeah, you don't need that much food. Like you sit around yeah. in the office all day working, all you want to do is eat, eat. all day. But yeah. then you go out and do physical activity out in the boat, throwing poppers all day because mm. you're active and you're not thinking about yeah. it. Then all of a sudden you get to five o'clock in the afternoon and you're fucking mm. starving. Mm. Like you, well, but you haven't eaten all day. Yeah, well, on the second day it was pissing down rain first up. So we had a little feed, bacon, eggs or whatever, waiting for the shower to go. And then mm. as soon as it broke, as soon as the sky broke, we were fucking boat gone. Go on, go on. And then we get halfway out to the outer and we're like, put the ice in. Fuck, where's our lunch, man? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> no food Nothing. today. So we fucking just survived on ocean Water. blend and fucking good vibes, basically, <laughs> for the whole day. For the extra chewy. Yeah, it's yeah. chewy, yeah. Fucking hell. It was good. So what was the aim of the trip? Just a general getaway? Yeah, Water. get away, testing out the braid a bit more and just making sure that's all up to scratch and getting with some content on that. Yeah. Um, getting some jigging content, which we've got the jigs coming out in Tackle World very, very yeah. soon, so we want to get some jigging content for those guys. And, yeah. and we got um, a lot of casting braid content. We didn't get too much jigging braid content just yep. to show people how good it is. Yeah. So it was just more to go out and use our stuff and show, you know, that it all works great, you know? Yeah. yeah. So part of the story. Yeah, it was good. It was for me. It was good to get away because this mm. year's been fucking hard. Like it's been yeah. a grind, you know, between the different businesses in Australia and the US. It's just been balls to the wall all year. So yeah. for me, it was just a fucking fantastic getaway. Fucking bird. How do you put it in the forest back there? So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I nearly pushed it in the pool the other day. The oh, cage, you know the cage what, <laughs> I was about to say that pool needs a good clean. The parrot might be able to do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck all that enough, but noisy cunt. Yeah. Um, I can't remember where I was going then. Yeah, so yeah, trophy catches. Trip. Trophy catches. Uh, some, no, some nice dino trout. Um, they're always cool. It was, uh, it was, you know, we, we went up there knowing that it was the wrong tides, wrong moon phase, but it was just the weather window. We wanted to sort of hold off to this week because it's lead up to the new moon, but mm. obviously the weather's going to turn pretty Shit. ugly this week, so... We just sort of drop and run, get it done while we can. Um, so the run was pretty ordinary. There wasn't much tidal current up there, but when it did turn, that's when the fish turned on. Like you had like an hour window was the last yep. trip I just did with Mick Ty. It was like, um, you know, lead up to the new moon. So pretty much they were just Eat feeding the their heads time. off the whole time. There was like yep. little half hour rests. Whereas now, while you've got these gammon tides, you sort of fish real hard for an hour where you're into them and then all of a sudden you get a three or four hour window where you're not getting yeah. much and you're working real hard. But we got, we got on some big dino trout, the, the, I don't know, just, just seeing those guys come out in packs of six or seven, yeah. to attacking your lure or Mick would have one on and like be fighting and he'd go, oh, here they come and there's like six or seven coming up to the lure trying to eat it out of that fish's mouth and so I'd just flick over lure and one of them would turn off and um, yeah, he'd come and smack the lure, so. yeah. Those dinos were awesome. Um, what else? We missed some good fish, like the, between the doggies losing those guys and the 
mixed blue bastard would have been good to see. I, I could hear him because I was in the boat tinkering around. He was over on the spit, so I was on the way over to him while he's fighting this fish, and then I'm just seeing bend over, and you could see the pain in his face. <laughs> like, ah. So he lost that, and we lost a couple of good hump-headed Mary Rass. Yeah, um, we've got a nice big Chinaman that lit up like a Christmas. Yeah, tree. that's a really good fish, actually. Yeah, a really yeah. good photo. Top water. Ah oh, no, on the on the jig, jig. Mm. that bent me over. We did a lot of inshore jigging, eh, on this trip. Yeah, like, that was yeah. shallow stuff. Yeah, yeah. and I'd never it been to those like, sort of marks, but we're just using navig using the relief shading and then yeah, doing some yeah. sanding, yeah. spotting some new like areas. Fifteen so. to twenty meters type yeah, stuff. Yeah, shallow. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, little right. micro jigging. Yep. setups. It was really good. Like, um, yeah. yeah, between those big GTs on fly that we missed out on, that ras of yours was a fucking good yeah, fish, man. That yeah. was awesome. But and, loaded, but and it was well. yeah, it was kind of it was a little bit. It wasn't frustrating because we, we were out there doing it. Yeah. But it was kind of if we had a converted like half of the trophy fish that we lost, it yeah. would have been like an all time um, trip. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been just crazy. Yeah. The weather yeah. weather steers you around a lot too. You know, yeah. like it's, it's hard when you you only got a small window and then the weather turned. Like I'm, even yesterday, we were sort of planning on staying till sort of four o'clock in the afternoon and then booting home with a hopefully a 15 to 20 knot sou'easter and getting belted a little bit. But we ended up packing up at lunchtime, thinking, oh, we're going to go home in 20 knots. This is going to be uncomfortable. And then it ended up being 30 knots with a big storm front coming yeah, over. Yeah, God, yeah. absolutely. It was a 40k run, like, that turned into 60k's because we were going snaking between waves and it was fucking two hours. gross. Like, it was like proper nautical. Yep. Yeah. And I haven't had that for a while. <laughs> I haven't had a good friendly run like that for a while. So I'm just going <laughs> to do a wake up call to say, hey, Mother Nature rules this place. Uh, yeah. 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 It did. It did. Yeah, it gets oh, it definitely. smoking. Triggerfish? Yeah, got oh, a trigger on cool. fire. Hey. Yeah. Oh, run us through that. Um, That's your actually, first Aussie one, huh? Yeah, first Aussie one on fly for sure. I got one on a stick bait, actually. Similar scenario, but this one I saw it. Um, I was walking a flat. I think it was, yeah, you dropped me off just after mm. lunch or whatever. And I, we were going to go, uh, I was just going to go for a quick look, just for some bastards. It looked like yep. a little weed patch. So I just said, J just drop us off here and I'll come straight back. Dropped off, walked, and the next minute I hear the fucking outboard start. Oh, Benny's gone. <laughs> I'm like, I got nothing. I got See a fly rod. Yeah. That's it. No water, <laughs> no, no flies, no pliers, nothing. <laughs> oh, true. Well, I was lucky to have shoes, actually. But <laughs> um, a GoPro. Yeah, I had a GoPro too that I keep forgetting. It's on my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, I went for a walk. Saw saw one bastard. Saw a bunch of milkfish on on this tiny little flat. Yep. And then uh, the other guy that was there with us, Ian, he come down. He was drifting down in his boat, and like Benny had fucking gone from spot to spot to spot, and he was on the horizon by then. So I just called him over and jumped in his boat and we went for a, went for a little look up the top of the thing to drift down again because mm -hmm. he'd seen a couple of bastards and so I just grabbed the wheel and put us sort of on the edge and um, yeah we drifted down jumped up the front of the boat and I seen this uh, seen this trigger on top of a little bommy right on the edge of the flat yep. it was sort of like maybe I don't know five metres in from the edge of the flat it was just on this bommy and you can drop off into the yep. into the deeper sand channel and um yeah, I just spied him, fucking put the cast a couple of metres in front of him, stripped it past, and out he came and just fucking nailed it. it. Yeah, yeah, it was right. cool, yeah. Fuck yeah. Would have been cool to see him tailing on the flat and yeah. targeting, but um, 
Yeah, it's always good when you can. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's always good when you can see a fish and cast yeah. it and it eats. It's, all, yeah. it's awesome. Well, so. there's not many people that I know that have caught them. I was pretty stoked, man. Robo's I was really stoked. Yeah, and that's on the flats, man. genuine. Like that's yeah. so good. Yeah. So cool when you see them eat. Amazing. Little mouse in the yeah. yeah. If you go back and watch um, Benny's series from that trip with Robos, yeah. you'll see the drone footage of it. Eating. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's crazy. Like Lane done a good job of that. Yeah, that was a good. Clip. Yeah, hell yeah. So yeah, got that, and then um. But yeah, that bastard, man, that was the one that's going to haunt me for sure the whole time. Like, I just too. couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah, it was massive, man. Yep. Like, I went on that trip with East Coast yep. and Yellow Dog to film, and the, the fish that Brett got in that film was a, was a really, really big bastard, yeah. and this one kind of makes that one look normal. Yeah, right. It was just ridiculous. And yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how I lost it, to be honest. It was just so much water pressure, it nearly spilled me. That's yeah, how right. far it went across the flat. So too much water pressure on the line, maybe, I don't know. Fucking hell. Yeah, maybe a bit of impatience on my part as well, <laughs> possibly. But was, Did it take some getting to eat or was it just... Not at all. One cast? One, <laughs> one cast went to the wrong side of it because yep. it was right on the weed edge. I couldn't quite make out. Yep. Water was a little bit cloudy. Didn't quite know which end was the head because it was sitting still. Yep. And then when I finally figured out, I pulled, pulled the fly out, put it about a metre in front, just came straight over and felt the tick straight away and... Bang. Game on! Couldn't fucking believe it. That's rare for those fucking. Yeah, things. yeah. In my experience, it is too. The first one I caught, well, the only one I caught was like, yeah, maybe half a dozen casts. But on that trip, like the one Brett caught, mm. for example, I was standing on one side of it, he was standing on the other, and we followed it down a flat for about a hundred meters, made like fifty casts each, each at it. Yeah, and then it finally just turned on and, and ate. Fucking thing. So they're pretty finicky. They're a fucking cool fish, though. I really want to. I would love to go to those zones again on the same tides but with clear skies and yep. have a good shot at them, definitely. Yep. Like, we had no electric or anything. It wasn't a fly trip. It was just that we were kind of had to be a bit nimble around the weather. Yeah, okay. Just take your, take your opportunities as, you, as they come. Yep. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, right. Well, I guess um, people don't know much. Well, they probably do, but not a great deal of, like, your story, I suppose, with the footy and all that sort of shit too. So you're from... Turn it back a bit. So you born and raised in Redcliffe? Uh, yeah, so born and raised in Redcliffe. Um, uh, born in 1980, so I'm 40 now. Fucking Jesus. Like <laughs> 41 now. Almost as old as 41, me. 41, 41. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, born and raised in Redcliffe. Uh, probably around, around my old man. He's, uh, he was always, he's from Gunnedah actually, my, my father, he came up to, from New South Wales, come up from Gunnedah to play footy for Redcliffe Dolphins yep. back in the day, uh, back in the mid 70s. Um, and yeah, born and bred right uh, just up the road from the Leagues Club in Redcliffe and uh, lived in a place there for 20 years. And yep. then um, played Ormy Junior footy through Redcliffe, all my schooling in Redcliffe and then um, Sort of come to the end of uh, end of my time there at Ready, um, sort of 18, 19, I was starting to play Colts there. Yep. I'd been in the Broncos system for a little bit, playing for the, playing for the Broncos when I was 16 or 17 when the Super League years were yeah, around. Yep. Um, we had a pretty lucky year there, actually, in 97 when it first kicked off. Um, I was captain of the under-17 side and we were travelling around playing, like at 17, we were like rock stars, you know, flying to Townsville and yeah, Western right. Reds and down to Sydney and all that sort of stuff. So we ended up winning the we ended up winning the comp when I was seventeen, but then um, 
when I was uh, 17, I got called into the meeting at the end of the year and my brother came with me as well. He was 15. Yep. He, he was, uh, which is a funny story, he was, he was sort of 14, 15, making schoolboys, all that sort of stuff, uh, Queensland schoolboys. So he got called in as well. I went in with my, with my dad for the first meeting with Wayne Bennett. Mm. And uh, he was good. Wayne, you know, even with like 17 year old kids and stuff like that, he'll tell you whether you're getting signed or not for the next yeah, year. Yeah, right, eh? So you're going all nervous oh. to meet Wayne. Wayne basically told me, uh, listen, mate, you, we don't think you're good enough, so you're getting cut today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I got cut. Then my brother walks in. He's a Queensland schoolboy at the time, 14, 15 year old. Right, mate, we think you're really good. He gets signed up on the same day. <laughs> so I go home driving the car, I'm in the front seat, heads down, nearly crying. Brother's in the back seat with a big smile on his face. So he just went signed with the Which brother? So I get cut. Uh, Daniel. Oh, it was Daniel, yeah. Yes. So anyway, um, long story short. Sort of might have been Terry. I got, yeah. <laughs> Terry, uh, so yeah, so anyway, I'd go back to, go back to Redcliffe, played 18-19s, and then, um, win the Colts and at Redcliffe was playing on right footy but wasn't getting picked up by anyone so mm. I did like I did a video highlights like reeling on yep. VHS yeah and sent like to six clubs I think I sent to Manly Parramatta Penrith Bulldogs Cronulla and someone else sent this highlights tape yep. to them spoke to them rang around rang around and Penrith said um hey, we'll give you a trial, come down for a couple of months, do the pre-season, have a couple of trial games, and then see yep. how you go. So I thought, oh, bugger it, why not? I wanted a change, so I drove down, packed all the gear, drove down to Penrith, they put me up in a place and found a bit of work out on a bar out of Windsor, I think, out of Penrith. Yep. Um, and then yeah, ended up playing Jersey Flag down there to start with, played a few games, played really well, then went straight to reserve grade, so I was sort of 19, 20, playing reserve grade. Yep. Played in the grand final that year in reserve grade in 2000. But for the next sort of three years in Penrith, I just couldn't step up to first grade. Like yeah. I got one first grade trial before the season started in 2001, but then yep. just wasn't good enough. Same thing there, got told it wasn't good enough, got cut, sent home. Um, just thought I'll, I'll um, get a job at home, bought a beer truck at home. Yeah, the right. best thing for my footy. <coughs> a beer um, truck. Yeah, because I was working in an office back in Penrith and I was doing property management there and it was yeah, it was just not good for my footy career. Yep. It was, um, you know, you're just sitting around, like it's hats off to those tradies and those sort of things out there because you can really tell they get that natural fitness from yeah, being out in the... Lifting you know, and yeah, lifting and always on your feet. Sun or, yeah, out your feet, all that sort of stuff. Yep. So got a beer truck, you know, up early and mental toughness-wise mm. too, right? You're up at 3.30 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning, up getting all your stuff on the beer truck and then doing your run all day. So yeah, just uh, worked on me, worked on my game, played Queensland Cup back at Redcliffe. We won a grand final in 2003. It was one of the best days of my life. We had all three grades and we won all three grades. I had Terry, my youngest brother, he was playing Colts that day. My yep. middle brother had a broken jaw, but he was playing reserve grade that year. Yep. And I was playing first grade and dad was um, treasurer of the Leafs club. So sort of a really big family thing. We had 10,000, the Dolphins before they had all the, um, had all the uh, stadium there now. It was uh, just on the hills, 10,000, yep. with the, all three grades winning the comp, um, the QRL comp, uh, it yep. was an amazing day. And then 2004, um, was playing good footy, but we weren't going that well as a, as a team. Um, and I was sort of coming towards the end of that year and I was like, 
You know what? And I'd played Queensland residents. I'd played reserve grade, sort of, you know, in the Sydney clubs. I was sort of getting to the end of that sort of year of 2004. I'd won a comp with Redcliffe and I'd done everything but played first grade at NRL level. And yep. I was like, I've had my shot. It's 24-year-old. Yeah. Sort of. I think, I think it's going to be all over. So I was going yeah. to pull the pin at the end of 2004, start plan on retiring and, you know, just finishing up. And then um, midway through 2004, I yep. got a phone call from Matty Ellett, the head coach of the Canberra Raiders, and he said, mate, you want to have another shot down here at the NRL? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah right. got her. And they threw me, I think, 30 grand a year plus match payments. Fucking hell. <laughs> and I was on, you know, all right money with, uh, with the beer, having the beer truck. Mm. Um, probably triple that, <laughs> and you know you had to throw it all in to then go and yep. set up down there and take a ch- chance down there. So I said, come down to a preseason and have another go. And I, well, I said no to start with, and then I remember Dad said to me, "Mate, you're never going to have another crack at this ever in your life." So yeah, you know, make well. sure you make a good decision. Yeah. So we end up saying yes, and I went down there and um, played another year of reserve grade, two thousand and five. Yep. And then, uh, and I thought it was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then 2006, got my first first grade game, got the call. I had a really good preseason, 2005, 2006. And then yep. 2006, round one versus Manly at Manly. Mm-hmm. Um, like a pretty well packed house at Manly. Yep. And uh, yeah, got my first shot. And it was um, one of the best experiences of my life. Just running out running out uh running out of the field and having the crowd just roaring at you like yeah the manly crowd is they're disgraceful to say the least. <laughs> true basically spitting at you while you're running out of the tunnel <laughs> um yeah right and then i was lining up against bloke by the name of ben kennedy he'd played for australia played state mm. of origin he was you know a legend of the game and i was you know marking up as a well i wasn't a young kid really i was 25 at that stage yep and, uh, you know, looking up and I was just thinking, it's finally happened. Yeah. It's actually happened. I remember tears welling up just before the kickoff. Just, I'm here doing this it. is about yeah. to happen. And then basically you're running down with the ball up in the air and you're just thinking, oh, I'm going to fucking kill this next cunt. Right <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, like I'm not, yeah. a, I, I don't think pe- <laughs> people, people that aren't in the footy game, well, like, you know, people yeah. watch footy and if they, you know, even they might even play schoolboys, but when they, when you get to a certain level of Queensland Cup and, and even NRL and that sort of thing, and, and again, I'm not an angry man. I'm not a, like a, a um, what? <laughs> yeah, but, I, but I'm not an. Aggr- I'm not. A, I wouldn't say I'm an aggressive man or anything like that. Especially when it comes to footy. Like I'm not a fighter or anything like that. But when it comes to um, when it comes to footy, I don't think people understand what um, what the mentality of footy is. Like they see, they sit and watch it and and all that sort of stuff. But I don't think people really understand. What it's actually like in the sheds until you, yeah, to you, like especially playing like high level footy too, it's different again. You, all you're thinking in the back of your mind and uh, is the is you want to fucking hurt that person, yeah. like it's a disgrace, really. Like you, you're out there to <laughs> fucking knock his head off or, yeah. or just try and get some way, especially in the forwards a bit. You, you, you're trying to, and again, I'm not, Go I wasn't an aggressive stand. player, I wasn't a killer by any man, I wasn't a Mick Crocker or something like Mick Crocker took things to another level, but. It was, um, you're in the sheds before the game and you, you, you really are thinking, and it wasn't until I actually finished my career and like five years after or something like that, I sat back and thought, and I'm watching games and I'm like, fucking how did I actually 
that's not actually me. That's not that's not my personality. Yeah. Feel, but you actually turn yourself into. You're yeah. not not a killer, but you want to fucking you have a maim stink. those people. Yeah. And you want to put them off their game somehow. And it's probably why I didn't really go to that next level because I didn't have that real burning desire to. It was a desire enough to get to NRL, but to stay in NRL, that's why I have a real respect for blokes that are in there for like 200, 300 games or even 100 plus games. Yeah. That burning desire that must be in someone's head to yep. fucking kill someone every time they walk on the paddock. <laughs> yeah. And the other blokes like, you know, Jonathan Thurston and those little blokes, they're just full of skill and, and talent and hard work and that sort of stuff. But there's other blokes that just, they just want to kill blokes. Yeah. They're out in the field, they want to kill us like boxing or fighting yeah. and all that sort of thing. Yep. It's just the mentality of wanting to kill other people. Yeah, right. Anyway, it's a bit of a yarn. Fucking I. <laughs> <laughs> I went off to somewhere else. Memorable games? Uh, oh, the first game, definitely a memorable, memorable game. Um, I think my third game in, I think, uh, well, that first game we won that night mm. at Manly, which was a bit of an upset because we had three blokes debuting um, and I was one of them. Um, we got flogged by the Roosters the next week and then the week after that, I think it was third round in, we played against Newcastle at home. Yep. Andrew Johns was playing, one of the best players to ever play the game. And I always rated him. I knew, you know, he was a good player. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't until that game that I thought, this bloke is an absolute freak. They put 70, 72 points on us. It was 72-38 the scoreline, like a disgraceful score. But he put on an absolute <laughs> show. Like he, like he had that ball on an absolute, like he could hit a dime on a football field and he just the ball would bounce up and bounce back over one of our Raiders' heads mm. into one of the Newcastle blocks and that score. Like it was just freaky show. And I sat back and I thought, this guy is afraid. It was weird because I can still remember running out and um, like we were attacking their line and Johns was on my side. So he was three in and on the back row and he's half. So my job is to get at his inside shoulder and run at him as hard as I could. And I can still remember, I've got Jonesy, I've got Jonesy, I've got, and I'm thinking to myself, this is Andrew Johns saying my name out of the field. Like I was <laughs> overawed by it. Yeah. And I always felt like it when I was on the field that, um, yeah, right. I didn't belong in first grade. It was a weird thing. Like you were recognised. No, no, well, I did. I just, I'd, I'd play real good in reserve grade. Like I'd be one of the better players. And then I'd go up to first grade and I didn't feel like, like yeah. in, reserve, in reserve grade, I felt so confident. I felt like I could kill the world in reserve grade. Yeah. I got up first grade and I just felt like a little kid. Yeah. It was weird. I just couldn't get over that hump in there, right? It was weird. Thing. Isn't it weird how every level you go up in sport, the game gets so much quicker? Yeah, yeah, so much quicker, and the good players make it seem so fucking slow all around them. Yep, and, no, the, and, the, and the good players actually, they can be ordinary in reserve grade, mm. but then they go up they the go first up grade, level. and they, yeah. it makes it easier for them. It's got better players around yeah, them. But yeah. some people, it's again, it's just yeah. a mental thing. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's crazy, yeah. Happen. And it's in every sport. I was about to say, like yeah, that. especially in every sport. Yeah, it's a mental barrier. Yeah, fucking oath. Anything with skill in it, eh? And heaps yep. of moving parts. Like the, yep. the really good players just make it look slow. Yep. Mm. Team sport adds a whole other dynamic too, I reckon. Like team mm. sport's way different to fighting, in my opinion. Yeah. I've played a lot of footy. Not high level, but like a fair bit of representative footy. Yeah. And it's, fighting's different because at the end of the day, you're the only one there. But then team, whole different dynamic. Mm. Yep. Yeah, it's... Um yeah, it's different. I didn't really play any individual sports, I suppose. And um, it was always sort of team sports, cricket... Um, I suppose tennis was about the only thing I played when I was at school, but um, yeah, definitely a different dynamic, I think. Yeah. Sort of got to work along with people and stuff like that. Whereas um, 
I think with individual sports, especially, you've got to be very, very disciplined, don't you? Really, yeah, very I think so. Because then your coaches can only do so much. Yeah. yeah. When it's fight day, then it's all on you then. Yeah, yeah. 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 But and even in team sports, like, discipline comes into it a lot too with, like, everyone knowing their role and yeah. sticking to their role. Yeah, well, you're That's worried about letting really down, good, eh? Yeah, really good teams get separated mm. by that too because when you work as a unit and everyone knows their role inside out and they all stick to it, then yeah. it becomes big, bigger than it. Like, yep. we always used to say it in football or cricket, like, a great team will always beat a team of great players. Yeah. You know, there's that discipline. Well, I had those same um, direction. Safford rugby players with me for a couple of days yeah, yeah. and that's one thing Quokka said was like you don't have to like the bloke next year mm. to play well with him Yeah, it becomes in like knowing to do your job for the benefit of the whole team as a yeah, unit yeah. all the personal shit I think a good coach will the best coaches get that out of players, players somehow yeah you know, that, and they and like Mick said it was uh, it's knowing your role in the team and be able to, and that's what Craig Bellamy obviously does so well. He, he makes sure, and any of the guys that I talk to from the Storm, um, they say, anyone that I speak to that's been in that Storm system say that the best thing that they get out of it is they know their exact role. When they step on that football field, they know exactly what their role is in the team yep. and, and what position they're doing. So. Yeah. yeah. So where did fishing come into all this? Um, I think that was uh, ingrained in me as a young fellow. I can still remember when I was when I was young in Redcliffe. Um, Dad taking me in the uh, the old so it was a fourteen uh, foot or fifteen foot half cab Savage with a uh, Mercury on the back, and he'd uh, and he, he reckons there was a Merc on the back that I remember he used to pull start, and sometimes they'd have to shot like a, a bit of fuel. I don't know how long, but I'm hopeless at mechanics. But he used to shot a little bit of petrol into the. Yeah. Into, yeah, whatever it yeah. is, and then pull the thing. Yeah, and I can still. He reckons he got rid of that motor somewhere in 1982 or 1983. So it would have been two or three year old, and I can still remember it to this day. I can still remember the the, the two Blue stroke, <laughs> two, yeah, the two strokes fumes coming yeah. off it in the mornings. So we'd, you know, he'd launch out the front of Redcliffe. We'd go and um, fish a spot called Poles Hole, which is just you know 500 meters off the shore of Redcliffe, fishing for snapper. Um, with his good mate Bunny Pierce, who um, who tragically died actually, but um, yeah, I can still remember that as a young fellow. Then going out in the bay catching spotties with Spider. Oh yeah, <laughs> so that was rough. Spider. Spider was one of my dad's best mates. Who's still uh, still getting around. He come on a couple of cape trips or come on one particular cape trip with us. He's got a real rusky voice. He thinks he's eighteen. He's still like he's now he'd be nearly sixty. Yeah. He uh, smokes darts and drinks piss like the best of them. Yes. Um, loves a good time and. <laughs> Just a terrific fellow, and I still remember going. You know, I must have been four or five year old and chasing spotties in the bay. And I'd always want to go. Like if Dad didn't take me and he'd go with his mates, I'd be out on the corner of the main road in Redcliffe crying at five thirty in the morning. One time, an actual car pulled up, grabbed me, and took me up, knocked on the window at at Mum and Dad's house, mm. and said, "You've got a five year old out in the front of you crying. His eyes out." Um, Mum yeah. was in bed and she'd come out, oh, you right, mate? What's going on? Dad went without me. <laughs> so I'd ate, like, oh, I'd ate, and I ate if Dad went without me. Oh. <laughs> Even in the world. And then what had happened is we'd go out chasing mackerel in the bay and obviously it'd blow up or something like that. And it might only be 15 knots and they were used to it, but I was five year old, right? And we're banging around the boat and I'd be crying my eyes out, I want to go in. You wanted to fucking come out here. Get up here underneath. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. But, uh, and he says, I'm too hard on my son. So I'm like, oh, jeez. Um, 
Yeah, so like, you know, chasing Spotty Mackerel and he'd use, be using like a Snyder glass 12, 12 foot with Alvy, yes. Alvy Reel throwing full pillies in there, like, <laughs> you know, mackerel chopping around the boat. I mean, you know, you'd get 20 Spotties, you know, these days you'd be lucky to get two mackerel on spinning, yeah. you know, on electric motor. But um, yeah, those were the days, that was how I sort of got brought up. And, and we, we went camping at Bribey and we just, you know, put the, pitch the tent. You might have a sleeping bag and you might have a pillow and that was it. We yep. sort of roughed it and just grew up around that sort of, yeah, just getting out of the elements and loving it. Yep. Um, then, then pushed right through. I was always passionate about me fishing. That's probably one thing that probably interfered with me footy, footy. while I was playing. You know, yeah. was, um, I'd always had to get it. It was a good escape too, though. It was, um, his footy's pretty intense. Um, but, yeah, just... Yeah, just the love of fishing and being in the mm. outdoors and, and pushing hard. I'd, I just always loved pushing myself. So sort of doing sort of the trip we just did, I yep. love those sort of things because it gets gets you out of your comfort zone, you know. Yeah. I always harp on about getting out of your comfort zone and that's when you get the best rewards even if you have near-death experiences sometimes. <laughs> you look back on things and sort of reflect on how things should have went and would have went. and Like back in the Chorn series. Yeah, back in the Chorn <laughs> series. <laughs> Setting off e-perbs and all that sort of shit or, or not setting off e-perbs when you should set off e-perbs. Um, yeah, those sort of things. So I think build character and I, know, I think just I think it's, it's good to try and get your young kids out and, and enjoy those things because that way they, you know, when they get older as well, they can enjoy it. Yep. So. What got you into GTs and shit? Um, you always chase them? Oh, probably since uh, my big boat, going back to Penrith days, uh, went back in the early, when I was sort of early 20s, we started doing trips out to Swain's, Swain's mm. Reef. It sort of always wanted to sort of do fishing trips and it started sort of straight after school, took, took off up here, but we didn't really start targeting GTs until about 2001 or 2002. Yep. And I mean, it was really gam and gear. Like we were using Akuma Apexes with thirty pound braid on, yeah. and, and throwing these little pencil poppers that we bought from Kmart. You get double packs. <laughs> like that must have been ten bucks then, and we thought they were expensive back then. That um, we were taking those along with us on those Swains trips, and they mm. were like, you know, we'd be on the boat with twelve blokes, and they're, they're all trying to fill the askies and you know get a year's worth of fillets, or, yeah, you know, red throats and that sort of stuff. But Robbo and I'd go out and just try and sling poppers around and stuff like that to try and catch as many top water fish as we can. Yep. So it sort of started then, and then we got over those Swains trips, which was a bit of a slow fest, and we just wanted to do our own thing and started going up the Cape mm. on our own trips, and that's where we really started to want to target, you know, GTs. We'd go and find the shoals and fusies and... Yeah, started and, figuring all out. Yeah, figuring all that sort of stuff out, and then I think it would have been now, probably seven, eight years ago, I met Mick and... Um, yeah, through sort of cast and and the, the the love of top water fishing sort of really started to grow around home. It was yep. um, I think we started going out with a bloke called Fleety. He'd just come back from Oman, and I'd already uh, probably two years before that I'd taken out a client just trolling for Wahoo, and I'd mm. got a big GT like a big one like when I say big it might have been 30, 35 mm. kilo trolling a Halco Laser Pro with Oof. redhead white body. And we had this thing scream off and we landed. It was a massive, massive GT. And yeah. that sort of stuck in the back of my mind. I was like, maybe there's more than just one GT out of this place. Yeah. You know, we'd been smoked a few times by things. And then we went out one time. One day we went out, we decided, me, Mick and Fleety went out off mm. Morton one day and we just thought, we're just throwing top water. That's it today. Yep. We're just, that's it. 
smash the living daylights out of yellowtail kingfish, just small ones, rats and a few yellowfin and stuff. And then I got, remember I got hit by that big mm. GT, left yeah, the yeah, hole yeah, in the water. Yeah. Like, I think that was a GT, yep. but I wasn't sure, wasn't confident. And then um, Fleety got railed by a big GT and landed, it might have been a 20, 25 kilo fish. Yep. I'm like, yep. these guys yeah, here. Yeah. And then we just started going and going twice a week and just yep. started home skills. Yep. Twice a week, then three times a week. And <laughs> I, I remember working, where was I working at the time? I think I was working for Golding, maybe down the Gold Coast or the airport, I can't remember, but I'd get home from work, Benny, get home from work. We'd be like, weather's good tonight, fucking camping out there or whatever. We'd, mm. we'd grab the gear, we'd launch, send it across the bay, go fish, the sundown bite into the night, camp up in the boat, get and then or either have a rest out in the boat mm. or just pop till like one, two o'clock in the morning, then send it back across the bay. Go to bed, get up, go to work, come back maybe a day or two's rest, go and hit it again. Yep. Like we just we went so hard for probably what twelve months at least. Hey, I remember having a calendar with each day like where we went. I had it all color coded. Yeah. With like um, you know, like ra- raising GTs or no GTs. Yeah. Fucking heaps. Of, you know, caught heaps of GTs. Like we had yep. the most insane night. I think it was the first night we, we took the Benito out too. Mm. Um, before that, in winter, it was like July. Yeah. Or oh, yeah, yeah. We went out. We're out there popping in beanies June at like one. fucking eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah that's what my next question was yeah. the whole night thing. What was the what yeah. was the reasoning behind that? Less boat traffic, and also just that's when we were free. We were both working yeah. heaps, you know. Like yep. when the weather's good on a Thursday night, mm-hmm. but it's shit on the weekend. What are you gonna do? Yeah, we were just that driven to try and put yep. as many GTs on the boat as possible. Yeah, but it seems like a lifetime ago now. But it was really only five years ago, probably six mm. years ago, yeah. when we really early did it. Early on in the whole cast. Yeah. Oh, definitely thing. early on in that, yeah. Yeah. And that kind of journey really led to the whole, like, goal series. Yep. Because we were just chasing that fucking one fish relentlessly. Yep. Um, yeah, it was just, I don't know, it was, that was a good time, man. It was, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun as hell. Yeah. Yep. Now it's fucking huge down there. It's like yeah. anything on social media, I think, when it, it looks fun and it's achievable... Mm most people will get into it you yeah. know like at the end of the day that's what our business is built on too mm. you know making making it achievable for people and, and showing people how fun it is yep. that you can go and do it yourself and have the time of your life yeah. well, I love it I love seeing that now like I see yeah. there's heaps of young fellas that have messaged through and older fellas that have messaged through and say hey man I got my first SEQ yeah. GT or yeah. got my first Brizzy Banger how good rah, rah. Like, yeah man that's really cool yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fucking humbling when you get messages like from people. Yeah. I get them now and then from young kids yeah. for stuff and fucking, I'm pretty new to the social media scene. It's fucking pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, right. I just think I look at it from like the other side of the fence too. Like I look at people, because I, like I just love fly fishing now, as you know. Yeah. I look at people like Captain Jack and mm. those kind of guys and think, fuck, that's amazing. I want to do that mm. and it inspires me to learn more about yeah. it buy a little bit of gear you know go and yep. push myself to different areas and target different species and stuff like that so there's no push reason why yeah exactly <laughs> like there's no reason why even bow hunting that's why I got into it just mm. watching other people yeah so there's no reason why you know it's not a bad thing the only yep. thing that um, gets a bit of stench around it is like blowing up spots and stuff which yeah. like we spoke about heaps on the last podcast but every podcast <laughs> I mean it just exacerbates it just exacerbates yeah. what goes on anyway like you go down to the boat ramp or whatever and you'll hear blokes talk about where they were fishing yeah it's just that it's a boat ramp on a bigger platform now you just got to be a little bit more respectful about it I guess mm. but 
each to their own, man. You can't tell another grown man what to do. Sort of hard. Any cunt that's half clued on will figure it out eventually. Of course. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And the other thing is, too, you can tell people a general area, you still got to go fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can tell them where, when, and how. Yeah. It still doesn't happen for them. Yeah. So yeah. But people have to know that boat ramp yeah. to know where it is anyway. Like, if you yeah. don't know the boat ramp, you're not going to know where the fuck yeah. it is. Yeah, well, you could even, like, you look at the size of the reef system out yeah. of the Great Barrier Reef. You could say, go to Reef XYZ mm. on the running tide. Mm. It's fucking 10 kilometres long. Good <laughs> luck. Yeah. Go and do it. <laughs> yep. You know? Yeah, right. So you, um, Benny, you, like, still pursue, like, are you pursuing the YouTube thing now? Uh, yeah, still pumping along with it. Um, it. It's difficult, I must admit. It's uh, I thought it would have got a bit more traction than what it did, but, but then when I look at it in the whole scheme of things, I've got memories up there for, for life, you know. You know yeah. and, it, and it sort of forces you to film everything and, you know, it, it'll be, there'll come a day when I can't go and do those trips, but mm. I can watch them still. Or my young fella could watch it or even just the general person can go and watch those things and, and get yeah. a bit of a thrill out of it, so... You know, I, I, I like actually doing it. I like sitting down, running through all the footage, cutting out all the swear words now because I know yep. YouTube doesn't like that. And when I watch it back now, actually, on the old stuff that I've put up and it's got all the swearing, and I sort of cringe at it. I'm like, <laughs> do I actually sound like that when I'm swearing? I'll try and cut my swearing yeah. back, which I'm trying do to do. They they de did they demonetize it or something? Or well, apparently they do, and that's, that's maybe why. I spoke to a guy in America who's massive over in America with YouTube, and he said, man, that was one of the first things. He said, don't put music to it, don't swear. That were the two things, and I've put both of those in. So <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't take his advice really well, but yeah. I should have. Um, but, yeah, I think they, they can or they don't push it as hard. Um, there's other guys that, that are doing well out of YouTube that have yeah. still got a bit of swearing in it. So... I don't think it's a be all and end all, but I don't think it helps. It definitely doesn't help. And you sound like a bit of a kook anyway. And I don't know I sound like a kook sometimes, <laughs> but that's just me. Huh? So yeah, I don't true. Yep. I think one thing you do really well about it is just be yourself in those films. Because it's no different fishing with you than actually listening to you on your videos. Yeah, so that's, I still so I look like, like, I sound like a fuckwit and yeah. then <laughs> yeah. being around you, I am a fuckwit. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Uh, At least you can have an opinion. You've actually met me before. Like, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> copied a fair bit. Oh, I, I do. I actually, I, when I stayed there, like, it went ages where I, I suppose where Mark I was bird, man. <laughs> it's getting to you. Oh, it didn't, wasn't getting to me until you actually said oh, it again. Hell. Listen um, to the I'm going to go. Hose. <laughs> dead. Um, yeah, look, it was like the first, when we social started building, um, the, there was a stage where I'd never ever had any hate at all, didn't ever see anything, and then a couple of dudes started hating, and I was like, this is weird. You've never even met me before, but you're hating me. <laughs> Fancy having an opinion uh, of me, you haven't met me before. Like, that's, I thought about that one. <laughs> one blank, like, is that last year or the start of this year? Oh, yeah, you just kept like, serving <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that, yeah. Like, <laughs> see, mate, most of them are so... Look, a decent person probably would just laugh that off and just go, but sometimes one will just bite me and I'll just want to fucking fight him. But I'm not, an, ag I'm not an angry man. No, I'm not angry. <laughs> I'm not aggressive whatsoever. No, well, well, can, like, surely he wasn't serious. Like, he yeah, was proper. He was, just he was serious, probably proper serious. Was he? Yeah. yeah. He's a lunatic then. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was just, like, winding you up, like, deliberately. Psychopath. 
He kept, they like, kept chasing me down, though. Like, he'd go to my YouTube and then he'd report something on me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he wanted What's to What's going ask on him. in your life? <laughs> Imagine sitting yeah, in the like basement that. of your mum's house, licking <laughs> the fucking twisties <laughs> off your fingers, typing shit on fucking busted YouTube. He was channel. loving it, too. But even some so-called decent blokes have a little shot. I'm like, mate, what, what are you fucking doing that, you fuckwit? Backhand them, mate. What are you doing like that? Yeah, sort of hard to because then you go and do it, and then you become the bad guy out of it. Yeah, I know that's right. Like, and I've had blokes recently just sort of messaging through, through trying to find spots and stuff like that. And then, but they already know the spot. Yeah, but, so, but then they like they know it, and then they're trying to get stuff, more stuff out of you. But they they're trying to make you look like a dick while they're doing. It. And then you go, mate, look, just fucking go and have fun and go and go and chase the fish and blah blah blah. And then you look like a fucking idiot. But hang on, you're the bloke that was messaging me, or not me, but. I'm good enough to actually take time out of my day to actually message you back and be nice to you. And now you want to be a fuckwit to me. Fucking get the ball in your arms, cunt, and run straight. Fuck Only if you run it straight. Fuck. Uh, the jersey on. Do you ever just block them and come your bother Oh, not really. Like, I, I just, like, at the end of the day, I was like, well, sometimes I'll have a bit of fun with them. Man. Like that bloke. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm having, I'm, I'm, I had a bit of fun with him. And then I started getting shit. So I actually turned myself into a <laughs> Anyway, that's the social uh, space. You've you got to get your head around that. Like, and most times, often not, you know, it's um, it's just getting your head around. There's going to be people sort like that. Sort of got own. Like yeah. you put yourself in the situation. It doesn't matter where you're at, yeah. whether you're in the workforce, whether you're fucking out on the sporting field, there's always going to be a fuckwit around. Mm. And, and the worst thing is, as a psychology, as a person, it doesn't matter who you are, You'll get all this good stuff coming at you, you know, whether you're working really well or mm. you're doing something really well in your life, and you'll have all the good stuff, and it takes one fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll, you'll have a thousand that's really good. Green light for all the fuckwits. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll have a, yeah, it gets have to a him. Thousand, thousand good things coming at you, which is good. And then it's one fuckwit. The human psychology, you'll concentrate on that one thing. Yeah. It's like a, I'm like attracted to negativity, eh? It's like a day job. It's a day job. It's financial advisor, which is boring, I know. But it's the funny thing is, like sometimes you'll you'll do really well for a client. You'll see the their, their portfolio of investment go right up, and they're like, "Yep, that's cool." The minute it turns and goes down a dollar, they'll be on the blower here. What the fuck is going on? Like, Hold on, can't you remember all that stuff with the upside? And you just want one little bit of downside and they don't like it. Like, it's, it's, just the, it's just the mindset of anyone, I suppose. It's hard to get yourself over that fucking hump of, all right, just concentrate on all the positivity and not the fuck with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, because it's easier to be negative. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you're always going to get that too because, like, I know we both spent, we spent, especially you spend a lot of time making sure you get back to everyone who messages you. 100%. So whether it's good or bad, and you don't even know they're going to be a fuckwit at the start, sometimes it's like, yeah. you know. Mm. He never replies to me when I'm being a fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> I always reply. That's one thing I've always concentrated on. It's getting very hard to do it across so many platforms. You know, you've got TikTok, you've got YouTube, you've got Facebook. Are you on TikTok got- too? I'm on TikTok too, yeah, yeah. TikTok. Um, not, yeah, it's not a real, you know, decent account, but it's um, it, it's really tough. You, you got to try and, like, I, I try and get back to every single message and then you, you have a look at on the comments section, I try and get back to every single comment and it's been really hard lately because of time constraints of getting back to even the mm. comments, but every single person that messages me on on, um, on Instagram or YouTube or whatever, I try and get back to as soon as possible. And uh, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's just taking the time to, 
to answer questions to people that are interested in what you're doing, you know. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it, and I think most people appreciate that. Some people don't even say thanks. That's yeah. the fuckwits. <laughs> <laughs> do you think there's a like an obligation to do that with the following? That no, you know? I don't reckon. I don't know. There's not an obligation. Some people, you know, I know certain people that have a big account on their social media. They they don't get back to everyone, and that, and that's cool too. You know, like people live busy lives, yeah. and you know, the, there's probably better things in their lives and more important things in their lives to do. And there is. There's yep. definitely you know, there's family, there's friends, and there's all that sort of shit. The real stuff in life. There's yep. all that. Um, but I think, you know, just as a, as a human, as a good human, is, is trying to get back to people and, and uh, if they're taking interest in what you do, I think, you know, it's a, it's a good thing to do. But, you know, if you don't, that's that's mm. fine as well. I've, yeah. I've, messaged, I've messaged people um, on Instagram, you know, other sporting stars yep. and not got an answer back. And, and I write actually in the message and it was sort of about um, netball, which is mm. totally different from a daughter. Yeah. Um, Trying to get a bit of an angle in, <laughs> trying, you know, trying, trying to use my yeah. sort of angle, but yeah, um, yeah and I didn't get a message back. But I said yeah. in the message, you know, I understand you're living a busy life, and if you don't get back to me, don't feel obliged to get. Well, I'm yeah. sure you've probably seen the message, but you know, it's yeah. it's, um, it, it's fine too. You know, I don't yeah. take offence to that. I just don't know what it's like, but. Yep. I think I think it's a good thing to get back, especially young guys that are asking questions that are feeling around the. You know, starting to get into it. Yeah, getting into, whether yeah. they're just getting into fishing or whether they're getting in top water or whether they're doing adventures or just that yeah. sort of in, makes me more inspired to do more stuff and push harder. That bird mm. is starting to get relaxed. Yeah. Nah. Hang on, I need a piss anyway. <laughs> right, we're back. <laughs> From where? I just had to, I just had to go give that bird a drink. <laughs> Imagine if you're a squawk now, but it has like a gurgle to it. Blowing bubbles out there, right? <laughs> Hopefully, it'll be quiet till it dries out. <laughs> Fucking hell, I tell you. Yeah. Oh dear, I can't remember where we got to. Oh, you're, um, you're talking about getting back to, to messages and, and all that sort of stuff. I was going to say, like, for me, I normally I do it because it's a big part of our business. Yeah. A lot of the DMs that I get is all about stock and products and stuff like that. But even like before Benny became part owner in Cast, mm. which I don't know if everyone knows that, to be honest, because I still see a lot of comments on Facebook and stuff when people are asking about Cast. Mm. I still see that. Oh, GT Buster was wearing their shirts the other day. He might know something. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. If, like, uh, I don't think too many people know that. People probably don't even know Benny's real name. They probably don't. <laughs> Buster. Hey, <laughs> Buster. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's good for business for me to get back to people's yeah. DMs and stuff, and I've met some great people along the way. Like, yep. you, all, all of you guys yeah, came well, through the I think the I've DMs. the cast. Yeah. Message of DM, like, OG. Yeah, like exactly. Like, five, six years ago. Yeah, probably. yeah, way, yeah. way back. But Benny's always been like that ever since I met you, mm. taking everyone fishing with you, like always, you know, like you've mm. never socials. been precious about any of that. Yeah, socials have been good for meeting people, like 99.9% yeah. .9 of people I've gone fishing with. I, I reckon since I've been on the socials, I don't know, what, seven, eight years or something like that on Instagram, um, I reckon I've fished with 50, at least more than 50 separate people like new mm. people that I've never met before or would have never met in my life yeah yeah for sure um, yeah and, and it's led to new exa like example Sedan last year like that yeah. was just 
yeah. was you know a chance meeting through John B. You know, uh, talking on on Instagram with him. Didn't yep. like ages ago. Didn't even realise he was following, and uh, I sort of followed back, and then sort of just got on the chat with him, and then knew he was coming out, and sort of set up a, a run up along the coastline of uh, Queensland. And he had a ripper trip, so then he sort of repaid the favour back by getting us over to Sudan. That was a, yep. just an experience. I look back on that now, and probably didn't realise at the time how good an experience that was. You sort yeah. of get back mm. from a trip and you're like, oh yeah, that'd be awesome to do again. It'll never fucking happen no, again in our probably lifetime. Won't, probably not now. Not like, now. I remember too setting that trip up because you'd just come back from basically the trip we just did with yeah, Tyson, Tyson for the first time yeah. and you were like high on fucking life. Yeah. Like, I don't have to catch another fish in my entire yeah. life. I'm fucking done. Yeah. And I go, hey, man, we're going to Africa. Are you in? Because you were going to come. I was coming if you bailed. He goes, I message him, I go, you in? And he goes, oh, man, I'm like, not. At the start, you said you're 90% out. Yeah, 90% out. 90% out, 10% in. I'm like, man, this is going to be an experience of a yeah. lifetime. Forget the business. This is going to be fucking epic. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, fucking 51% in, 49% out, but yeah. basically out. Yeah. I was like, all right, Wade's coming if you don't. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I felt like happened. That's exactly, that's <laughs> no <laughs> lie, that's exactly yeah, what happened. Remember we had the other trip set up as well. <laughs> Which remember one? we were supposed to be going in that club with uh, Flynn. Yeah, that's right. We were supposed to go to that. Um, that was at the same time. The one that the Wombat Boys won. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was so at the same time. We had to make a call. No, that was when we went to America. Was it? Yeah, because we had to make a decision whether we go to ICAST and do that American tour well, around Florida. No, nah, it was America, definitely. Because yeah. it was going to be epic for our business. I think you were going to get a handful America. of us to fish it for you because yeah. you were away. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, initially it was oh, me, Benny, mm. and Flynn. And then Flynn didn't have enough notice and we had to decide between going to America mm. or there. And mm. for our business, we thought, oh, we might win a few US dollars over there if we go well, but over there in America, that's going to set our business up long yeah. term. So we made that decision. Then we tried, I think, Tyson, you, Albedo and Triggy, I think maybe yeah, in the mix. I think so. And then it just sort of fell apart. And then, yeah, Brooksy and Fez and that got, in it, yeah. got into it and got the win, which was good. So, yeah, yeah happy days. Yeah, fuck that so. would have been a cool experience for sure. Yeah, but, look wicked too. But then the next year we went to Africa. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then it was yeah, that fuck that was a great trip, man. I remember we went over. Oh, like, what an experience! That was when it was just starting to break out with COVID. Yeah, and we all think it's normal now for people to wear wearing face masks. We were like walking in there. I'm like. I'm not wearing a fucking face mask yeah. in the airport. Yeah. It was like probably 20 or 30 percent when we were leaving Australia, and then we sort of yeah. jetted into um, Dubai. Into Dubai, and they probably. I don't know, 30 or 40% people had yeah. masks on then, went and did the trip, 12 days out of the boat. I remember, remember we got off the tarmac, went to this little, dingiest little airport thing you've ever yeah. seen. It was like a cement block. In Port Sudan. In Port Sudan. Yeah. Went into the uh, conveyor belt where you clicked. It was the darkest little room. It had like yeah, a yeah. really dull light in there and all of a sudden the doors open up <laughs> and this big like six and a half foot Sudanese <laughs> bloke comes yeah. in in a white doctor's outfit with a mask on, yeah. looking at us with a, like a, a temperature, oh, temperature thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like and he's coming towards it. Yeah, yeah. come yeah. put it in. It's like, and just look straight. This <laughs> 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 is gonna gonna kill us. And then they took the passports off us. Oh man, that's the crookest bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you get into the airport, right? And how's this for a setup? You walk in, it's got them. You know, like the old footy club or old yeah. cricket club. You got them bright yellow fluoro lights. Yeah. yeah this was if awesome. That's what it was. Oof, oof, oof. A room full of them. You walk in. 
there's these dudes standing behind the um, counter. Ushered into one little room. Yeah, you send in this room. Everyone, all right, get your passports out, blah, blah, blah. And we'd been warned about this, that they take your passports and they send them to the capital to get stamped and they send them back out to Port Sudan. <laughs> so we're out at sea with no passport, right? So, so what happens then if... You get deported Fucked if you get pulled up by border protection. Yeah. Or We're all custom. taking, taking anyway. photos on the phones. Of the yeah, yeah, right. Sort of risking it for the biscuit, but mm. getting a bit off track. They've been doing scuba trips there for twenty five yeah. years. Like that's yeah. what they do. Um, but anyway, you get there under the yellow lights. You're given your passport. You're expecting them to stamp it and bring it back. Then you remember, fuck, they take them. Oh, mm. Fuck, okay. And then you put your bag on this little conveyor belt and it goes through a little fucking metal frame. It's like, it's an x-ray, but it doesn't x-ray jack shit. You put it on one side, you take two steps and grab it again. There's no x-ray whatsoever. <laughs> ticking boxes off. Yeah, yeah. ticking boxes. And then uh, we jump on this bus, all the luggage is up on the top and fucking driving down the highway, people got goats strapped to the top of their roof and all sorts of shares. Proper Scrum third world, eh? Yeah, right. yeah. Real eye-opening experience. Mm. Fishing was fucking epic too, but it looks yeah, like yeah. it was fucking crazy. We got some wild weather and everything, but it was just cool to see. Yeah. You you look at the Red Sea on a map and you think like for a home it's it's like um from Redcliffe across the Morton, you think you know, like it's that distance, you only think it's yeah. like twenty Ks wide, but when you actually get there and get on the boat and cruise out, it's like an open ocean. You can't yeah. see land once you're way out. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to these reefs that are like just as good, if not better, than the Great Barrier Reef, like like thousand meters up into mm. reef platforms, and yeah. the only thing that was disappointing was when you get off on those coral cays, and they're big coral cays, like big sand yeah. islands that are maybe a couple of cays in radius, and you get off and then walk around and every bit of that, like it was proper something you'd see, and, yeah, just something you'd see on TV, and you're like, oh, that only happens just that little bit. It was like a proper eye opener. It was the water bottles the whole way around these yeah. islands, and and light globes and bumper bars and hard hats yeah, and soccer balls. It was, it was like they just yep. pull the tipper truck up and just tip all the rubbish in the yeah. ocean and just let it go. Yep. So that was a bit sad, but I mean, the fish life there was, <coughs> you know, unbelievable. You can, you know, top water doggies and yep. jigging doggies yeah. and, yeah, it was world class. Yeah, we, didn't have, we didn't have the best pelagic fishing, but the flats were on fire. Yeah, yeah. triggers at on stages. fire. Yeah. yeah, that looked yeah. unreal, mate. Like, yeah, mm. wonder what like there's so many triggers up in this. Like that one that you hooked that's on video. It's yeah. like in fucking two inches of water, yeah. like flopping around. Yeah, that was yeah. Pretty, when does that ever fucking? Yeah, yeah. It's it's on head cam, was it? Good fella no, hanging off the actually, camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably one of the best ever cast has produced. Probably is, eh? Yeah. The focus was very good. Yeah, especially when there was a bit of a panic when you just. Throw one trigger up and yeah, just pick yeah. up the line and go and go. Let's <laughs> yeah. go another. Yeah. There's another. There's another one. That was what? like my second cast incident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's right. so weird, man. One yeah. trigger. Man. Yeah. Fucking hell. And then we were taking photos of it and Nicola goes, oh, there's another one. Well, you pointed it out, yeah, I think. There's another one. There's I go, oh, don't worry, we'll just get this one on film or whatever. And he goes, no, chuck that, throw it off the beach. <laughs> Catch this fucker. And so, are you sure? And he goes, Yeah, like fucking Biltong. <laughs> Just fucking threw it on the beach. So, we threw it on the beach, fucking made the cast, got the eat, but didn't land it. And so, yeah. then we grabbed the fish, took it down to the water, took a few more photos, and then pff, off it went. went. No problem at all. Yeah, right. They're yeah. like carp. Yeah, right. Lived for three days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. But that, that was insane. Like, I still talk to Brent now, the guy. Yeah. Like, I was a bit disappointed after that trip because I had so much good behind the scenes mm. stuff filmed on my phone which I dropped on the last day in the mm. ocean and uh, <laughs> oh man you'd have been so sad man I, I was because oh, I lost a lot of family shit and my yeah. granddad you know a lot of yeah. stuff with my granddad the last few years of his life yeah. and stuff like that, that day, man I was yeah I was in hell 
Your neck would have been sore at the back because your head was that hanging yeah. down. That oh, I was in hell that day. But then, then it made up for it when you were the yeah, big yellow, yellow margin. margin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted one fish that whole trip. It was a yellow was margin it. on the flat. Right yep. Got it on the last day. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Always away. Yeah. But it was um, it was just a good experience just to hang out to, all together mm. on the boat for a couple of weeks. You know, John, Alex, Benny. Yep. yourself the guides because it wasn't a paid client trip it was like an exploratory, exploratory mission mm. yeah They're the best because it was the first time that this operation had a boat big enough to go that far south so i was like yeah. okay we're going this far south we don't want to have you know top dollar paying clients in case it's not great yeah do you guys want to come and make a make a movie we were supposed to go with captain jack he was supposed yeah. to be there but yeah, fuck it. We were down great south because we've been told about the pirates. And then you go oh, yeah. to the south Sudan borders, you apparently, if you if you step off the plane there, you basically get shot. It's, yeah. it's a dangerous place. It's we're in deadly. north Sudan, yeah. so it's, it's been settled there since August the year before that. Yep. Um, but obviously a lot of politics plays in around that area. But apparently down to south Sudan, it is a deadly place. We're down, we sailed right down to south Sudan. You were going around these coral caves. And you'd be like walking this cold car, and next minute this little boat comes chugging around with like <laughs> yeah. tree branches as a, as a <laughs> yeah. roof, you know, like that yeah. tree branches roof on these little <clears throat> pungas they call them, like. Yeah. And it'd come putting, and you're a long way offshore, like we were, well, oh, like, hundreds of k's offshore. Yeah. And these guys putt from the mainland in these little pungas, and they come around, and they got their turbans on their head, and they're looking at us, and they they've been out of sea for two weeks, and you're thinking. These guys are going to get like an AK, whatever, you know, like a semi-automatic <laughs> yeah. gun and pull it out and start shooting or what? They're coming yeah. putting towards you and they're probably just as fearful as you as what they are of them. Mm, and, yeah. sort of, and they just come past and they just put their hand up and give you one little wave yeah, and then they keep putting past. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Oh. I had one of them when uh, I was on, I think it was just me, Nicola and Alex. Yeah. And Nicola and Alex had taken off around there on this boat. Yourself, I was yeah. by myself, yeah. So I'm on one side of the island these guys are fucking gone. I cannot see them. And yeah. it's, it's a long way to get around the corner. And I see this little panga coming around. Yep. And I like, waved at them. Nothing. I thought, oh, maybe they didn't see me. I keep walking. Waved again. They're staring at me. Nothing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. This is weird now. Yeah. Like, this is getting weird. Anyway, I keep walking, fish for a little bit. And then they, they go around the corner and just park up into this little bay as I'm walking towards it. I'm thinking, oh, this is, this is getting real crook now. This yeah. is a bit weird. I'm going to tell these blokes I've got coronavirus. Fucking don't come near me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're in there. Anyway, they pull up. One of them jumps out. I'm looking at him, just wave. He just looks at me. Pulls his pants down, big shit on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Jumps back in his boat, gone. Waves. See you later. <laughs> that would have just rattled you. Yeah. Just standing on what the yeah, fuck? I was like, what did happened? I just watch? I wonder if they're doing their own podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is in one day. I didn't yeah. wave to this bloke, but I hung a shit right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'll scare the fuck this out of this guy over yeah. there. He won't know what the fuck. Happened. <laughs> oh fuck, man! I was. I was a little bit like I was cautious at that point, but fucking hell, yeah. that was funny, man. Wouldn't wait to be the whole time until after he'd done a shit. Yeah, champ. <laughs> Cop that. <laughs> but that the, the guy that owns that operation, Nicola, it's Wild Sea Expeditions. Yeah. And um, he is the, like he's been traveling the world most of his adult life or young life. He is one of the funniest fucking dudes you'll ever meet in your yeah. life. And just to spend ten days on a boat drinking red wine. Yep. Fucking listening to that bloke tell stories. Him and Brent, the African guy. Yeah. And, mate, 
I think yeah, he, we did a po- I did, did a podcast, podcast with yeah, Brent. It's on there. Yeah, yeah, it's a good potty too. Yeah, it's he's a, a he's a good, good dude, man. He's got a lot of fucking experiences and yeah, yeah. It was just a real pleasure to sit there and have a few beers and yeah, watch <laughs> Benny get paralytic and listen to these bikes. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> Turn it up. You're actually the tamest out of all of us at the Nats. <laughs> I was bad I was just there for fishing though <laughs> Lucky you did yeah, yeah. Oh fuck I was there for fishing Someone had to be <laughs> I think someone had to drive us up That was very tired oh, Fucking man. hell That was a wild drive home that night <laughs> From the south Yeah From fuck, South Africa. Fuck me dead That was a wild <laughs> week well, How long was it? Two week? week? Oh, it fuck, felt like it? two years Fuck it was, man <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was only a couple of days but it felt like two weeks. <laughs> it felt like two years trying to put a barrel on the boat the first two days. Oh, man, that was hard work. Fucking that proper hard work. That was a dead river work. too. I got the job done. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. That was a good top water session though in the south. Yeah, oh, that was ridiculous. Pity they were like, wish they were fucking bigger. Oh man, if they were like all 90s or 80s or 90s, it would have been insane. That was two days in a row over the yeah. same for fucking mm. hours, ain't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the man of top water hits you were hearing the whole lot. Yeah, you sat there and it was just everything was so quiet. You just said, firecrackers <laughs> yeah. go off. Yeah. That was yeah, cool. And then the croc coming up right beside the boat. Yeah. I remember I was going, Mick, film this fucking thing. Yeah. It's like, fuck, so, fuck. I was fucking, fucking shit myself, <laughs> man. You see now all those fucking things can jump? Just yeah. film the fucking thing. Yeah. I'll film the cunt eating you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I actually dug up a heap of that old footage. Yeah. I'm cleaning out all my hard drives. Yeah, I, found yeah. that, I found that folder yeah, with yeah. all that shit on it. There's I've got a little bit of good footage yeah. of it, like blowing water out of its nose and mm. shit right next to the boat, but... Yeah, I wasn't right. getting too close. Fuck yeah, those that. Those things time, mate. Yeah. Was, you, hooked, you hooked that fish, didn't yeah. you? Didn't it eat your, it, it it ate your fizzle? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to bring yeah. it back because it's coming up. It just popped up. Remember it popped yeah. up right over my lure was, and I'm yeah. trying to bring it right back quick and it just grabbed hold of it. Yeah. And started doing death row. <laughs> end up pulling hooks on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God oh, for that. Fucking hell. It's a wild ecosystem up there, eh? Yeah, yeah I miss it, man. Yeah. I don't think I'd like live back there, but I miss fishing there. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed what we just did again like it kind of made me feel like those Cape trips yeah. back in like 2015, 16 yep. yeah and I love that shit like, man well, to, uh, I always think to myself when I go on those trips like I'm now I'm 41, 42 next year and like we're, the whole time we're whinging about how sore our backs are oh man and really, like people if they don't go on those sort of trips don't understand until they actually do it like yeah, you yep. go and do two days on the outer reef and you're doing throwing top water and you're jig, trying to jig doggies mm. and that sort of stuff and getting robbed by sharks. Like your body is absolutely cooked up for two days and you're really pushing sun. hard on three. And yeah, the yep. sun drains you. Mm. Like yeah, and you don't get the best night's sleep, not nah. the best nutrition either. Like it's, nah. yeah. 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 Fuck all water usually. Blood sucked out of you by fucking bugs. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Getting swollen sport. feet. Yeah. So you sort of, I'm just seeing myself now, like I'm 42 now and I, like I try and keep myself in reasonable shape and, and you know, do all the fitness stuff to, and that's the reason why I do it. So mm. that I go away on those trips, I'm not bleeding through the ass when I get yeah. back. Um, but I, I know that uh, there would come a time where I might reach 50, 55 or whatever where I'm not able to do that anymore. Mm. So I'm all about just trying to compact it all, you know. Many as you can. Tomorrow I could fall over and have a heart attack, doesn't, you know, who, who yep. knows. So. It's all about the experience for me now. It's, um, you know, it takes money and all that sort of stuff uh, to do that. But for me, it's not about uh, possessions or, you know, how I do live in a nice house and I've got a nice car and boat and that sort of yeah. stuff. But it's not about 
um, having nice stuff for me or not staying in a real nice place. It's mm. more about experiences in life now for me for the yeah. next sort of I don't know how however yeah. long, you know, it's just ripping into ripping into that as much as I can. Your boy's getting old enough to be able to go soon. He won't be far off. Yeah, yeah, he's not right into it, which um <coughs> I uh, again we were talking about how hard parenting is, aren't Yeah, it? yeah. Like it's sort of hard to sort of get him you, you really want to push him to go and do stuff that you like, but then you mm. gotta understand as well that they they might like the shit that you Yeah. You know? like for me when I was his age, my obsession was fishing. Like it was still obsession yeah. then. Yep. Well, I don't like the same shit as my dad. No. <laughs> I'm totally different. Yeah, so yeah. What's Jed like? Jed he, fucking froths. He'll, he'll be doing this when he's older for sure. Yeah. Tully yeah. won't be? Yep. No chance. No. Yeah, right. I don't think. He might grow into it, but yeah. yeah. Tully's more like probably Marlon. He'll enjoy it a bit, but I don't think he'll push himself to go and do it. Whereas yep. Jed, he's already, he's 13. He's saving money in a fucking bank account for a block of land in North Queensland. Fucking No bastard. joke. That's the legend. Yeah. He, that's what he wants to do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Crazy, That's cool. big salty yeah. like long hair. Yeah, yeah. Keep, he'll keep his man done. <laughs> yeah. Salty dogs pulling yeah, around yeah. a skiff at yeah. fucking forty-five years yeah, old. Hundred percent. Yeah, he just idolises Flynn, man. Yeah, idolises him. Like, and I've known Flynn since he was Jed's <coughs> age. Yeah. So like, I would be stoked if Jed came up and you know mm. lived a similar life to what Flynn has. Like, yeah. Oh, as long Flynn's as they enjoy cool themselves shit, doing whatever they're doing, man. Yeah, that's that's, that's the main thing. Yeah. Always good people at the end of the day. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's um. Yeah, so I don't know. If, if Marlon doesn't doesn't do that, it's not the be old and I would love yep. him to be able to go and do camping trips and that sort of stuff with yep. me. But um, you know, he's riding his mountain biking, which I've been trying to trying to do that, you know, take the mountain bikes with the with the boat so we can go and do the you know, do Both. the mountain bike thing. I get on the mountain bike and then you start to get a little bit of confidence up and you come around a berm or something like that and then you do a jump or something, then your tire goes a bit sideways and you run into a tree and you bust your shoulder and half and then you're like, wake up, fuck with you're forty two year old and you got no idea what you're doing. You're You'll end up speared through a fucking tree and Oh, fuck, I, I think it's just like trying to get you find what they like and just gaslight it really eh? yeah. Mm. and then they'll change their mind next year Yeah, but then just gaslight that again too and just give them every opportunity to do whatever they want to do yeah. I think the hardest thing about parenting these days is fucking like Jed's the only kid at his school pretty much that doesn't have a phone yeah Marlon as well yeah well there you go there's a handful of them and that's it yep you know Not get out there and live it oh it's a fucking good thing mate like yeah, they're just different kids when they're yeah. not on that shit. Like yep. the humans are different when you're not on that shit. Mm. Like how how much of a different person are you when you fuck off for yeah. a few days and turn <laughs> it off? <laughs> we did not care. The whole th- like the three or four days that I was away, I did not think about fucking COVID fucking bullshit the whole time mm. I was out there. I was yeah. like, I got back to mainland, and then the first thing you think of, you see something, you're like. Fuck, that's right. We're living in this fucking COVID people. Shit. Gotta <laughs> go to work on yeah. my yeah. fuck. Yeah. yeah, back to the fucking doldrums. So it's sort of, I think you got to take yourself away from that environment every now and then, just to fucking chill the chill the pills yeah. and just fucking. Yeah, I think more often the better too, because like mm. what I'm noticing in the kids with not being on that versus a lot of their friends is mm. their friends are so highly influenced by what goes on, and you know mm. they all have like Instagram accounts and TikTok and all this yeah. other bullshit. Whereas the kids that are around our sort of kids group. They know who they are and they've got that natural curiosity to go and do some, mm. do whatever they're interested in and not be influenced by the masses. Yeah. And that's fucking important when you get older. Yeah. You can't be, you, you know, like, look at what's happening now. Like, you can't be influenced too much by the masses. You've no. got to be able to think for yourself and do what you want to do. Yep. 
you know, have the confidence to go and fucking pursue what you want to do in life. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a hard thing to, to deal with as a parent at the moment. But I think what you were saying, Benny, like when we don't, don't think about, you know, what yeah. society is, you get away and live on an island or fucking camp in the boat or just go fishing for a few hours, you switch yep. off. That's real life. Yeah. When you're actually living in your home or going to work, that's not real life, no, really. Not. You know what it's I mean? Not. It's a fucking means to an end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're you worrying, gotta... worrying about that. A lot of times you're worrying about things out of control. That's what I try and take a step back from a lot of the time is sit back and think to myself, what am I worried about? Like, like I can't fucking control that situation. You, if you can't control it, what's the point in fucking yep. worrying about it? Mm. Yeah. Like, it's not... Your, all your energy is fucking zapped up by something you've what, got no what, control. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna start. Nah. I'm gonna start a burner account. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> fucking riffing him. Um, yeah, it's sort of, one thing is sort of yeah. One thing yeah. I'm trying to trying to learn as I'm getting a little bit older is, is stop worrying about things that you can't not control. In your control. Like it's yep. uh, it's a real energy burner, and and you you end up getting obsessed with things that just. And the, and then you don't make a decision about things. What was that saying you were saying the other day? Something about fucking not making a decision about oh, paralysis by analysis. Yeah, you're sort of yeah. sitting there thinking about something, thinking about something instead of acting. And, and yeah. instead of just acting one way or the other, you might yeah. fuck it up. Mm. That's what I mean. That's one thing I'm trying to teach my kids. It's like the best thing you can do is fail. Yeah, but learn. Yeah, yeah fucking fail, but learn. Fucking try it. Long as you're having a dig, yeah. it doesn't matter. You yeah. know, it's all right. I don't mind if you fuck it up mm. totally. Yeah. Long as you were trying. Yeah. I think the process for A to B is enjoyable too. Fucking oath. If you, uh, yeah, yeah. I reckon. 100%. You look yeah. back on things and that's why I always look, I always related back to footy because it was such a big part of my life. But I look back on things and think it was such a stress to me going at the in time. Wayne telling me, you're not good enough, mate. Mm. And then Penrith, the coach then telling me, you're not good enough. Fucking getting to 24 and not being able to make it and thinking, I'm not good enough. And then all of a sudden getting out in the field in your first first grade going, fuck, I'm actually good, good enough. enough. Yeah. yeah. I fucking knew it in the back of my mind the yeah. whole time. If I worked hard and kept fucking pushing myself, yeah. kept doing those extra sessions, that was the one mm. thing I had probably over my brother who played straight in school, but he wouldn't go out and do the fucking extras. God rest his head, mate, he's fucking awesome. Don't worry about that, he's got so much talent. But he just didn't have that drive to go out and do those field sessions that half an hour before training or that hour fucking mm. in the morning to get up and go. And there was times when he actually did that and his footy went to another level. But um, the things you can control is being able to do that fucking hard work. Yeah. It's like mm. anything, like even just with business with you guys, yeah. it's like, fuck, there's guys that want to do, you get messages all the time like, fucking, how do I fucking start up this or how do I start up that mm. for the, the business? Mm. But they don't end up fucking doing anything about it. Like, yeah. Or they'll mm. do a little bit of it and get worried about failure mm. and then mm. fucking stop doing it. Yeah, or not risk a little bit of cash or a little bit of time or yeah. fucking risk some friendships yeah. or, you know, like all that stuff. Like, yeah. And it's yeah. not always who's best, it's who's left. Yep. That's it. It's real. It's true. Like, you've got to apply yourself for a long time. And if something's not going the way you want it to go, you've got to lean into that fucking yeah. thing. That's like, yeah. Lean and like into the it. uncomfortableness. You have to make it comfortable. Like mm. you have to be comfortable with, with being uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah, I reckon. Definitely. That's what I was yeah. listening to that podcast yeah. you guys did last time about that, and relate to that so much. So yeah. It's like mm. getting out of comfort zone and the, being uncomfortable. Being comfortable is the fucking worst thing. Fuck definitely. yes, it is. Oh, it's yeah. so fucking terrible. Yeah. As soon as I get comfortable, 
you're not happy. <clears throat> oh man, yeah. It's yeah. like oh, all I want to do is be comfortable. Fuck being comfortable. Yeah. It's the fucking worst thing for you. And it's not real. No, it's you're not comfortable real for, how, for a period yeah. and then you're uncomfortable yeah. again. Yeah, anyway. So you yeah. might as well just be uncomfortable. It's yeah. almost like you live 90% of your life in discomfort and struggle and grind mm. to enjoy 10 seconds like a cold beer at the end yeah. of the day and, and then, then it's, it's gone. Not good yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like when we're going to the, like, the fishing spot, we're going to like, the one we've been to, like, I'm yeah. starting to like, get comfortable with that now. Yeah, you need to go explore some more. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. We didn't go to the spot we were originally going to go yeah. to because there's going to be storms and mm. there's no shelter and all that sort of shit. So we went to a normal spot. And now I'm starting to think, fuck, sort of wish we had a fucking gone to the wish other yes, spot. Yeah. Yeah. We would have got fucking crashed and we probably would have died on that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at least I was going to be fucking cover zone doing it. Like, yeah. I even say that now, like if we fucking die, like... I mean, it'd be fun and I'm not going to die wondering type thing. Yeah. yeah, but at least I was doing something I enjoy. Yeah. yeah. I might have been having my under. I thought mm. I, we might have died yesterday. It was pretty fucking wild. Eh? It was <laughs> wild, actually, yeah. I was eerily calm about it, eh? Hey, just, well. I don't know what it was, but I just had full confidence. <laughs> oh, fucking, honestly, we've put, like, we've got each other out of a fair bit of shit over the mm. years, mm. to be honest. Like, yeah. there's a big trust level there. Yeah. And I know what those boats are capable of as yeah. well, you know. Yeah, true. It was very good. It was, yeah. A little 17-footer fucking yeah. ate it up. I know what you're comfortable though, because we weren't going with the following seat. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I could be in shit wow. like that and be comfy, and then in a three-foot following seat, I'm fucked. Oh, yeah. fuck, you Not even You see him hanging on, eh? He's yeah, probably yeah. like, oh, like, as you're yeah, riding yeah, in the yeah, way, yeah, yeah. you know, when it gets a little oh, bit beery. Yeah, it yeah. starts pulling you sideways, yeah. 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 I don't yeah. know what it is, but... Every fucking time, you see his eyes. Every just time, he's really fucked up. He's like, <laughs> no, really, I get the concentration face on. Squeezing tight. <laughs> Doesn't say much. Remember we come over. I go dead quiet. Remember we were dead quiet. We were with Reedy, and we come back from the, yeah. the bay. Yeah, like yeah, here, yeah. it blew up like yeah. fucking. I don't know, fifteen to twenties, and it was just yeah. rank wind against oh, tide. That was yeah. gross. And we come back in that the was in my boat, eh? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. in this boat. And the whole time I was driving, mm. I was driving back, and he's like. You know, this doesn't handle like your boat, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Follow so yeah. No fucked. trip tabs. <laughs> it, that amazing. actually was actually probably the more the most comfortable following sea ride we've yeah. had. That was fucking good. Yeah, it was only about five metres fucking deep too. Yeah. But that's why it was standing up so rough. Oh, it was crook. But, but yeah. <laughs> it's like almost, have you, have you ever ridden a skateboard? Oh, not well, no. No, oh, I was going to say, it's kind of like weird. Um, it feels weird, like... Or it'd be something relatable to you, fucking. If you're used to doing so, like if you throw a ball, right? Yeah, yeah. Say you start, like, like you dropping surf. in on a wave or something. I have no, yeah. no. Like say you ride. Do you ride with your right foot at the back? Yes. And it feels comfortable. Yeah. Right. Turn it around and put your left yeah. foot at the back. That's what, what it feels mean. like for me in a following sea. <laughs> yeah. Crook. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, man. <laughs> fuck. Oh, yeah. fuck. I know. <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> Especially for how much time I've spent on the water. Yeah. Fucking cruel. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. So what's next in your fishing? Um, oh, I'll just I'll, I'll keep going north. Um, I, I think keep keep venturing north and just finding new spots. I think I'll just more fly fishing. <laughs> more fly fishing. <laughs> fucking hell. Because you can fly fish. Yeah, I'm fucking fucking know that, yeah, yeah, I do a little bit of fly fishing can. here and there. It's like when I'm doing it, I actually enjoy it. When I just pick up the fly rod and just go and do it, and then I actually enjoy that sitting on the flats and waiting for. Uh, probably the part that doesn't 
doesn't appeal to me so much as sitting on a flight for three hours and, and not waiting doing for anything. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, waiting for that one shot at a fish mm. and you may not find it. Like I probably like the physical You're activity. Being active, yeah. Yeah, yeah, physical activity of actually going and banging fish, even if it's moving from spot to spot, but actually trying to chase a fish down and, and like honing in on something um, by chasing it. Whereas yeah. I think a flat is sort of you're still chasing, but you're more sort of waiting for mm, something to come yeah. in and you're, you're really hunting. Yep. Um, I think it'd be the same for me if I was, um, you know, I know I've been pig hunting before and I love going with dogs and that because you're out walking and you're like fucking constantly Alert. on the toe and then the dog's flying off and you're mm. physically fucking, I, I just like the physical, the physical part of it. And for me, while I'm fit and, and, and healthy, I think, um, for me, it's just trying to chase. I just love chasing real big fish. Like a mm. GT is really appeal to me because it's just they're a big fish and they pull hard and you've got to stop them. Doggies really appear to me. Like I really yep. want a topwater doggy, especially at home. I want to do that on my own boat or at least on my own trip. Yep. Um, so that that for me is scoping out areas where I can go and chase them and chase other big fish. Like I love that flats, flats yeah. or blue hole fish and that, that so you get, for me, I get stuck on that too long sometimes. You, you go and look at yeah. a spot and you're like, that's gonna fire, that's gonna fire, that's gonna fire, mm. surely it's gonna fire, surely it's gonna fire. And you get four hours deep into it, you're like, fuck, I should've went and done that. <laughs> yeah. Of, you know? mm. yep. So I think something planned in around that area like, and I used to be like, just go and fucking get it done. Whereas now I'm sort of looking at moon phases a lot more. It's taken me a while to realise that the Great Barrier Reef is heavily weighted in the moon phases yeah. and the tide phases. Um, it's where it's a bit different at home, where it's more phased around ocean, um, current. ocean currents, which I sort of harp on about. They they just turn up out of the blue, and the and the outer reef. I mean, outer reef is ocean currents as well, but. If you're fishing on or around the edges mm. of the reef, it's really fucking nailed around around those moon phases. Yeah, like. I think so. It's good to have different options in all those zones, though, when you can jump on a weather window. Like, that's the good thing about being a well-rounded fisherman. Mm -hmm. Like, if we went to that zone again on the same tides and had clear skies, you could go and fucking knock your socks off for four days on the flats and target world-class trophy fish. Yeah. And then you go... Then <clears throat> if you don't get the weather window and it's building tides, you can go and target... Like, all within fucking 30 k's of an island group that you choose, you know? Like, yeah, go and have a look around. It's Remember we were talking on the last podcast about what's untapped? Yeah. The entire fucking East Coast. Yeah. Go basically. and have a look. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. America next year too, hey? Forgot about that. Yeah. Probably not for me. Was that yeah. secret? Is it? No, no. It's no. just like, I. yeah. I'll, I'll have to go, I think just because it's starting to really blow up for us, but obviously... If I say I'll come, then you'll go, eh? Criteria, no. <laughs> <laughs> All the criteria around being able to travel internationally yeah, now is no. sort of like a mind fuck to me. Like, yeah. it's just... Too I really had to weigh up business versus my own personal opinion and mm. ethics and shit like that, and it's really fucked around with my yeah. level of comfort with what I'm prepared to the do to go there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I just don't agree with a whole lot of shit that's been going fuck, on the last yeah. few years, so... In particular, the last couple of months, but kind of have to sort of like weigh up risks versus That's reward fun, sort of thing. Everyone's just under the head. Pretty yeah, much. exactly, Pretty much, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but they won't say that. No. Yeah. The <laughs> hard thing for me to get my head around is during this whole COVID thing, our business hasn't received a single cent in assistance. Mm. How's that? From the government. That thing you shared. 
um, the other day it? with uh, four. Is it fourteen million or four billion or some shit yeah. for um, mainstream media? Mainstream taxes. media yeah. companies like a tax, tax exemptions. Um, exemptions. Yeah, crazy, mate. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, we busted our ass, did everything we possibly could. I went back to construction to help, you know, mm. get the family through it and stuff like that. Like our business suffered, but not quite enough. Mm to qualify for anything. So we mm. traded our way through it the entire way. So I could sort of understand it if we got propped up the whole time and then said, hey, you've got to do this to be able to travel. Like, hey, I've got to fucking travel mm. to keep you my business yeah. going. You can't have one long arm. And I don't agree arm. with what you have to mm. do to do it. So it's, it's a real mind fuck, man. It, mm. Yeah. It's a bit of a bit of a downer. I don't try to... I I've had a fair few conversations about it. about it with different people, like different perspectives yeah. on stuff. And makes it wonder if yeah. there's like ulterior motives, which I assume there would be. There always is. Yeah, but who knows? I just think it's a big money thing, you know. Like, um, I just think it's a big money thing, to be honest. I don't know. Yeah, well, government's it, invested in mainstream media, aren't they? Yeah, for sure. There's that. There's also like we talk about the political cycle. You know, like every mm. three or four years, that's all people seem to want to get to. Mm. There's no real long term vision for the country no. or how to manage stuff like that because they just want to keep their jobs. Is yeah. the impression that I get. But that's a whole yeah. fucking you know, different kettle of fish. Yeah. I will I will have to go to America next year because it's fucking starting to blow up for us over yeah. there. Yeah. Which has been amazing. Like Ryan Hanks over there, he's he's a guy we met. Actually, he's, a, he's taken it back to that uh, Saudi Arabia trip we knocked mm. back. This is the exact reason why. Like we went to that trip to Florida instead of going and fishing in that mm. tournament. We met Ryan, developed a relationship with him as well as a bunch of other guys. Now yep. he owns a third of cast in America. Yeah. We just registered our LLC over there after 12 months of trading over there. And mm -hmm. uh, so now that's an, a totally independent business, same brand, but different company. Mm -hmm. And now we're operating independently over there um, with, with a, with a guy that's, yeah, it is. He it's seems like to get a busy. too. He is, man. He's, um, He's a really good fellow. I appreciate him in our lives, actually, because he fucking works just mm. as hard as we do. So now you're the youngest in the team. I am, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I am. Oh, Always fun. have been. <laughs> do you reckon you'll kick the nine-to-five job eventually? Uh, I don't think so. I'm just um, changing a few things around my business right now, so yep. that might free up a little bit of time. I think um, financial planning has been in my life for 12 years now, my yep. business, so and it's grown to be nice and successful. Mm -hmm. I, I help a lot of clients out. I think more being just a uh, business owner and having more of a say in just the day-to-day -day running of yeah. the business rather than being hands on the tools will probably happen a bit more. Um, yeah. It won't be. I'll have... You know, I'll, ha I'll still have to be on the tools, but it'll be um, it'll be more of um, sort of having an eye over the business. Yeah, yep, a just a few key method. clients and yeah, sort of a little bit more. Like <coughs> that that's what I pictured as building, but mm. then the landscape with the financial planning sort of things has changed a lot over the last few years. You're heavily government influenced too, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, government's like got their midi hands in everything, and they, and they need to be. I suppose you you you. Working mm. with people's monies and their livelihoods, mm. right? So, yeah, I mean, it, it does need to be policed heavily, but um, uh, it, by doing that as well, it obviously adds red tape. It's like any game you're in. If they add red tape, it adds a cost layer, and for yeah. the people that really need the advice, it makes it sort of unaffordable for them because yeah. more red tape, more time, time yeah. is money. So. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what's happening in that sort of business. So you sort of try and adapt and, and have the business so that it can still grow. Because yep. if you're not growing, you're going backwards. But um, yeah. yeah, we're just changing a few structures in it to, to yep. accommodate that and allow me to do some more fishing. <laughs> 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 you know, and, and really sort of the, 
the more hands-on we can get with cast and, and, and really sort of blow things up. But like Mick said earlier on, it's, it's, a, it's a slow slog, you know. Mm. It's, it's mm. something you just got to keep grinding and grinding and not give up at. It's, there's a vision at the end of the day of what we want that to be. So mm-hmm. you've just got to keep grinding away and you, you don't want to be sort of going to massive success overnight and then all of a sudden you crash the next day. It's, yeah. You know, the longer you're in it, yeah. the better. I think that's one thing we've done pretty well, actually, is being able to control the growth and, the like, the actual stepping stones. Yeah. Like, it's still a pretty big business. Like, it holds full-time wages yeah. and in two countries we own half of Ocean Blend. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still a significant business, but it's uh, because it's a product-based business, you've got to continually churn the cash flow yeah. in through it, yep. you know, and it's based on that. But we've done a few good deals now in the last couple of years where we've been able to set the business up for long-term mm. growth, you know. Yep. So that's really the key for us. It's, um, yeah, it's a business that it's fun to be part of. Yeah. It really that's is. That's what I'm like, with the stuff I'm doing yeah. is the, like, the media and the coffee is like, yeah, I, mean, I enjoy like reinvesting into yeah. it and yeah. then putting energy into it, and yeah. I don't particularly know what's going to happen. You watch it grow a little bit. It's good, man. Yeah, it's, cool. it's a good feeling, and it's I enjoy like, the whole. It's not like work to you, then. No, that's right. I don't yeah. feel it doesn't feel like a job, and I want it. Like I'll sit up in my computer all fucking night and edit sometimes, yeah. and don't even care. Mm. There's a and sense I, of satisfaction. Yeah. Like, that's what I used to get out of construction. Yeah, like I used to look at a set of plans as a young engineer and get the boys together and go through mm. it, and it was fucking challenging. Mm. You'd open up a fucking you know like. a a 25-metre span bridge or whatever over a railway line, you'd be looking at it going, how the fuck are we going to do this? And then you'd spend six months getting through it and mm. you'd work it and you'd fucking look at it at the end and go, fuck, how good's that? Yeah. And then I just got to the point where I'd look at a set of plans like that and go, okay, yep, I know what to do. Yeah. Comfortable. Comfortable. <laughs> yeah, <That's what> <laughs> it is. That's exactly what it is. It is. So it's, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, man, the whole business thing. Like, it's interesting what you're saying about COVID too, how you were talking about mm. people. Everyone's got their own opinion. Yeah. It's quite often often everyone who's doing their own thing, like owns their own business and yeah. has a bit of fucking creative critical thought, mm. are all the ones that are thinking, "What the fuck's going on here?" Yeah, something fucking weird, man. Yeah, man. Um, I try, I try, I don't try not to spend too much energy on it because no. it just fucking put, like makes you upset, really. It does for sure. You just sort yeah. of because you have it. a certain freedom as a business owner, yeah. where you sort of control what you can control and you can have that creativity yeah. to influence the direction of what you're trying to yeah. do. It's different to having a job where you go to work yeah. and get told what to do. I don't think anyone's truly free anymore, but I think no. being a business owner is the closest possible way to make money and be free. Yeah, it's I a little bit of flexibility around how you're living, eh? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I live off way less now than I did in my construction career, mm. but I'm 10 times happier. happier. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's yeah. interesting. I don't, I don't put any... I know you need to have money aside for retirement and all that sort of stuff, but I put less and less importance on that because I'm really enjoying my time yeah. when I wasn't enjoying my time I was like fuck I need as much money as possible for this shit yeah you know what I mean money's because that's the reward you're like oh, if I'm going to put myself yeah. through this shit I'll better get rewarded whereas now I'm getting rewarded every day mm. because yeah. I enjoy what I do I'm surrounded by people who have changed my life my fucking best friends yeah perfect how yeah. good money's a byproduct of happiness yeah. I reckon that's why I'm sort of building that coffee Eventually stuff. it would be. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you want to make it that. Yeah. I think um, that's what I'm doing with the coffee, why I like sort of rebranded to the sort of stuff, yeah. the, the products that I'm doing yeah. to try and give yeah, people yeah. a bit of a kick along. Definitely. So I'm building... I think what you've done is good, man. I think so. I've got a yeah. pretty good feedback. We had a fucking real busy weekend. It looks good. Yeah, yeah. I think so. It, it launched good. Thursday, just gone. Yeah. Sort of those under. bags are fucking... I've never used those bags before. Haven't you? Good, eh? No, they're very cool. Yeah. yeah. They're a little bit time-consuming, but the fucking coffee's nice. No, well, it's not even that, really. You just go zip, clip Poor. it over the thing. I was saying to Mick, I was saying, 
I wonder if someone's got a patent on those little, like the little pull-out part to the bay. Maybe. You know, like the pull-out. I was thinking, if someone's got a patent on that, they would be absolute multi. It's just little ideas like that. Yeah. Are, yeah. Like that some could make you a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> like the simplest little thing, yeah. like that holds it on the cup. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like a two-cent thing. But yeah. Yeah. You print that out to millions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now he's a millionaire. Imagine being the bloke who invented bread tags. Bread tags? Bread bag tags. Fongs, man. Yeah. Like, pluggers? Yeah. It's so fucking Shit weird. like that. Crazy. Fucking knows. Little, fucking but no, I'm enjoying that. It's, um, we had a really big, like, everyone got around it. Yeah. And we had heaps Toast of orders. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful. Spent, like, probably eight, ten months. Well, I haven't had a bag of coffee roasting. Fucking long time. I've been so I was like, fuck, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was actually enjoying it sitting on the beach while it was It was good, eh? Hey? Yeah. Yeah. Watching Mick lose blue bastards. <laughs> Very satisfying. Ah, fuck. Is he going to piss up there? Uh, no, I had a few on the travel home last night. It was pretty fucking. I went and got a six pack because I thought, oh, I'm just going to celebrate this little trip and getting back in live after a fucking couple of storms. And uh, I got a little six pack. And well, you held I, the wheel, all right, going down there. I had a six pack, and then I fucking. <laughs> and then I was just about to leave, and I went, no, what? Oh, I'm going to get a little sweetener to put on. So I got a four pack of cracking and dry. <laughs> nice. Top of that, so, and rifled every one of them myself. <laughs> rifled them all in last night. Got the swag and was fucking a little bit slim dusty. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Have we got any questions yet? Oh, I don't know. Check my phone. It is midday and it is, a, what is it, Tuesday today? Yeah. I'm starting to forget what fucking day it is. Where does it come through it? Go to that story and then swipe up, I think. Swipe up? I think so. Go to that story and what? Go to the story. Oh, yeah. The swipe Nami. up works as well. Um... Where would the questions be if that's fucking... None there. I'm not that interesting, so... No, I don't know. They should some be there. Fuck that's where they should be, eh? I think so. Some yeah. fuck with one on over there. They'll all make it Here we go. Pump Pressing the wrong button, mate. Yeah. Sorry, mate. There's two pages you put in <laughs> two, so there's probably two lots of questions. <laughs> where did your shoulders go? Yeah, yeah I agree. Still yeah. the best question Brand, I've got to date is... Brand that, so I've got... Sorry, you go. No, you go. I've got five questions off one bike. <laughs> do you want me to read? I'll read them to you. Where did your shoulders go? Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking hell. Why is your Snake head shoulder. Is so, it Terry? Why is your head so rough? <laughs> why are you a Muppet? <laughs> so this bloke is a fuckwit. Dennis Scott Landscapes. Lush, lush, lush Landscapes. Um, he used to play footy for Bulldogs. Fuck, he played in grand final too for the Bulldogs. Oh, I true. when they got done for the salary cap. <laughs> do you wear a cap all the time because you have a cow lick <laughs> double barrel eye flick I do <laughs> see I've got that cow lick there yeah. and then I've got a crown on like a hairdresser hairdresser hates me 12 hearts uh, when are you going to take me fishing well fucking obviously never now <laughs> fuck with you <laughs> I hope you listen to this Dennis um Keen for Gudu season, mate. Ha ha. Oh, yeah, I'd love to, but I can't travel the border. <laughs> Let me read them, do you? Okay. Um, you'll probably go to the next one. Let's see. What... He's probably he's gone on to the next one, has he? Has he gone to the next one as well? <laughs> is my this boundless? Is my ass still meant to be burning from your famous fish curry? <laughs> I used to have fish curry. Yeah, we did the old fish curry again, green curry. <laughs> yeah, well, mine was certainly burning that morning. <laughs> How did you get roped into doing this? 
What's that? Scale Extreme. How'd you get roped into doing this? Podcast, maybe? Oh, the podcast. Um, it's always we meant to be doing one. Yeah, we meant to be We've still got that unpublished years. episode technically. Episode, episode one. one. Was three that? of us. That was at your, your place. House. Oh yeah, we did too. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it was gambling. I think it was Gammon. Didn't know what I was a bit nervous. Yeah. I was, I was scared, I was in Benny's presence. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bit bigger then though. Never see, yeah. Yeah, we lost a heap of weight. Fuck. True. Yeah, true story. <laughs> Who would win in a fight out of you two? Me and you or you and Mick? <laughs> Who's the talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Nards underscore Leo. Who would win in a fight out of you two? Nards probably neither of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably win at the moment. Just give you a smell of a young How was your Baron Nats experience? Fuck. Oh, that That's banned wild. from podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can't talk that about week's that. banned that from podcasts. Wild, one. Is there any others? Here we go. Oh, no, this is this bloke just going hard. Is it? Then it's still going on. No, nah, that was on the same story. No, oh, we got yeah. fuck all, really. Nah, <laughs> Everyone was, just giving you cheek. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all the best question I've ever had was the one when we did the Q&A. How do you get those tiny ships in those little bottles? Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's still the best question. I don't know who did that. Oh, was it Shorey or something? Sure I can't was. remember. Yeah. Fuck, that's still the best question. Yeah. No one asked about the forehead or anything. <laughs> didn't you get your nickname's Helmand, didn't it? Helmand head, Jughead. Lego head. <laughs> Lego head. Got them all. Fuck that Lego. You know, the, the, hat, the hair that clips on. Yeah, the, the, fuck that Lego head. Oh, <laughs> the, funny, yeah. actually, uh, the funny story about that one was when I was back at the Broncos when I was 16 or 17, um, Lottie Takiri was in our team that, that year. And... Um, so he looked at me one day at trying, and this was like when I was 16 year old, fuck's sake. <laughs> so I've been called Helmet since then. And he's looked at me, he's look, and I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me weird, and he goes, fuck, you know what, Jonesy? If we painted a couple of stripes down, it looked like a couple of straps, you look like you got a helmet on. <laughs> And it was from that day he called me fucking helping it. And then one day we were at the fucking, we were at the airport, I think, in Perth, and uh, we were getting the red eye flight back. And we were sitting in the airport, and you know, 19s are there, 17s are there, reserve grades there. We were all in the airport, and we were about the only people there waiting for this red eye flight. Mm. flight back. And there was a pretty much empty airport besides all us footy players. And Dean Bensley, this other bloke, and Lottie snuck off and they snuck into the into where you get the microphone <laughs> to put it over the speaker <laughs> to tell you your flight's ready to go. Oh, yeah. Ben Jones, Ben Jones, come to the front forward. Ben Jones, we have located your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and all the boys were like, this a Touche, you cats. Some mad shit happens on footy trips. Oh, man. Fucking Turn it out. Helmethead and then Jughead and fucking what was the other one? Helmethead, Jughead, fucking oh, snake shoulders. Lego, you know? Lego head, Lego. Head. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's Dirty Jamesy. <laughs> and that story's not going to go on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're shitting myself on that one. <laughs> they reckon you haven't been drunk until you shit yourself. <laughs> and I've definitely been drunk. <laughs> Can you edit that out? <laughs> Possibly not. <laughs> Triggy and uh, Jake oh. heard that story when we oh, camped with them. Oh, oh Triggy would have been in tears. Oh, they would fucking laugh so hard in my life. Uh, was that when I had three drinks in me? Yeah. <laughs> he was drinking three different drinks cracking. and only got two hands. <laughs> <laughs> and ginger beer. <laughs> oh. 
fucking rifle. You would have been slim dust oh, the next yeah. morning after. Proper. Sitting there in a Cobra, three cans, two hands. <laughs> <laughs> so run. Turning them over. So <laughs> <Damn> now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Might round it out on that note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Fuck. Rocky tonight. Home uh, tomorrow. Try and get a bit further south, I reckon, if we can. Yep. Yeah, push through, but yeah. Always good to stop in. Good cup of coffee. Always. Yeah. Oh, actually, <laughs> good plug. that Tupperware office before you left. That was good food too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pokeballs. Pokeballs on the way up. That was very nice. Thank you very yeah. much. Put it Cold away. trout. Did put it away very quick. Mm. I had to put some weight on because I was paranoid. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's why I filled it full of rice I, for you. I looked at the yeah, just before the I'll make you a protein shake for you, Lee. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, like I said, you obviously haven't been having it yourself. <laughs> Anorexic these days. Right? Someone will roast me about that. Fit. Fucking sensitive cunts. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just starting to warm up. Let's fucking get another hour. Get, get the beers, beers out. Yeah. I've got some there too. It's fucking. Oh, you'll never get home. Oh, shit. Oh, I do. Righto.